senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. I'm not normally a praying man, but if you're up there, please save me, Superman! Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. Hi, and welcome to the Crisis on Infinite Midlife podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. This is episode 69. (laughs) (laughs) I saved it for you guys. I specifically saved it. I've been timing this out for a year to make sure this would be the week when we got to episode. That's a long con. (laughs) Long con right there. I'm 45 Uh, years old, and I'm still genuinely psyched that it's episode 69. uh, So, yes, episode 69. Uh, did we introduce ourselves? We, we did. Okay. You might want to introduce our guests. Okay. So, yes, we uh, obviously have a couple of uh, special guests this week. I uh, have not been on the show before. Here in the studio with us is a uh, Boston comedian and a uh, longtime friend, Tim McIntyre. Hey, everybody. And uh, remotely uh, from New York, former Boston comedian, also longtime friend, now New York comedian, Benari Poulton. Hey, everyone. So... <laughs> Seems very New York to me. What do you? Know? You're all <laughs> yeah. cold Sorry. and remote. Hey, now. what the fuck's up with you guys? Hey, there uh, you go. You son of a bitch. Fuck the Yankees and fuck you. <laughs> but, Come on, kid. Fuck the, fuck the Yankees. We're in total agreement. <laughs> Socks rule. All fuck right. you, kid. So, <laughs> so, yeah, you might be asking. All right, a couple comedians. Uh, why they're going to be on a show? A show that we're obviously with. With what happened this week, we're going to be talking about uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, which we have all seen. Some of us have seen more than once. Uh, some of us, uh, I don't want to say, uh, obtained a copy from the internet to be able to uh, sort of watch individual pieces to make sure we remembered parts. Shameful. That didn't happen at all. I don't, I don't want to admit that because the video quality is really shit. It was really not <laughs> worth my time. But so, yeah, why these guys? Now, back in, when did it start? Was it 99, We don't 2000? have to get into the specifics of yeah, the Yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, it's weird because Ben and I are, are both 25. Uh, yeah, we're, we're still young and we're just starting out getting our... Getting our feet wet in the comedy scene. That's right. We are very marketable, very viable. (laughs) There's nobody in this room who looks a day under 94. I swear to God, we're all... Let's, let's just living. say a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, we used to do a uh, a nerd-themed show before it was a really I, cool thing. For yeah, I believe we might have done the very first nerd-themed show. Thank you all very much. Yeah, yes. This was uh, before YouTube, before podcasts, before anything else. It was, it was in the third floor of a Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. uh, in front of a live crowd called the Grand High Council of All Things True, and... Yeah, I mean, I was a guest few times. Uh, I wasn't a particular part of the show. Uh, Tim, just sort of break down what it was just to it show was, that, uh, that you guys have the skills and the knowledge to be able to talk about a man in a tin suit. <laughs> it was very, it was a, so I guess it was a talk show essentially. So I played the Dungeon Master. <laughs> right. uh, another great comic named Ross Garmil uh, played the Arbiter. By the way, right. I was I was going to ask him to be a guest, but for technical reasons, we can only have one remote guest at a time. So, Ross, if you're listening, I'm working on it next time, bud. We're thinking right. of you, buddy. We're thinking and, of you. And Ross is always here in spirit. So yes, that's right. Indeed. <laughs> and then Benari uh, played my the nemesis. So Yes, I was, was the arch nemesis. The arch nemesis. So, basically... Uh, it would just we had a variety. We'd same thing. We would have a, a you know a variety of like six or seven uh, nerdy topics to discuss. We had a, a, a three guests every show. Rob was 
far and away the best guest we ever had consistently. Yeah. Oh, of course. Well, and you'd I mean, be stupid to say otherwise. It's your wheelhouse. I mean, <laughs> that's right. We needed a drunk nerd, and <laughs> I I feel you, like I might, if I work hard and apply myself, might be able to get there someday. You are the Derek Jeter of drunk nerds. <laughs> Merit badges in both areas. And, and, and so, uh, and, and we should add too that to get on the the council, everyone had to present a geek cred. And then Tim, as the dungeon master, would roll the dice to see if you made it. If you were successful, that's right. I remember that. Oh God, yeah. One one time I did like the whole, like every roll in the Millennium Falcon as they were approaching the Death Star with like my shitty Harrison Ford impression. Yep, yep. (laughs) Which I won't do now. Too many years of cigarettes. Now I sound like Harrison Ford after a dick in the throat. But (laughs) you sound like Harrison Ford today. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Chewie, we're home. Oh, God, we're home. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Thank God my bag is full. <laughs> so I guess that's our, uh, that's our cred. That's, how we, uh, that's why we're here talking comics with you. Yes. Comic book movies. Yes, indeed. And, uh, and Bernard, by the way, I think Bernard was always a much deeper comic reader than I was, just to be clear. Oh, I'll be I'll be flat out. Benari, not even arguably, he knows more about comics than I do. Flat out. So, <laughs> well, and I will I will say too that my role in uh, on the council was always to have those deep cut nerd moments. Right. Uh, so at one point, uh, I was tossed into the kitchen and I transformed into DJ Hazard. I helped out, <laughs> and DJ came out wearing. Basically, my clothes all ripped up as the DJ Hulk version of me. Oh, um, so we would have great geek moments like that too. Yeah, so th- yeah. those those are my favorite. Yeah, my favorite and, and he wore the the Tom Baker scarf, and this was yes. long before the Doctor oh, yeah, Who yeah, reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, right, it was. So that was yeah, planned to about a quarter of the crowd. There was something for everybody there. It I was, knew what it was. Yes, yes. <laughs> and man, I, just the time. And, just think of the timing, man. Five years later. Yeah, <laughs> we oh. do that show. It would have been a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the one of the first jokes I ever made on the Geek Council. Every time I would uh, announce myself, I would you know you'd have to give your name, and I would always just give my name one word like whatever. And the first time we did it, I did one word like Tron. And <laughs> for a few shows, I would have to get nerdier with the references. So the next one was one word like Voltron. But I remember coming out and doing one word like Ultron. Nice. And, and that and that was the way you could tell the geeks from from just the regular that's right, crowd. That's right. Because only like our real true nerd at that time knew what Ultron was, and now it's everywhere. And that's the crazy part to me right now is that everyone who watches television or has access to, uh, I don't know anything that has posters on it knows what Ultron, Ultron is. is now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's weird for a comedy show. You know, everybody's been to a comedy club at least. You know, it's a what are you doing going to the comedy club? Oh, to see anybody in particular? Are there particular comedians? Yeah. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> but that show developed its own sub crowd. There was always a third. There was the same people all the time. Yeah, the geeks up front, man. Yeah, yeah. geeks up front. And it, yeah. it, it just showed that there was an appetite for this kind of thing. And you know, not for nothing, you guys. I think this is living proof. Wow, you could do it on the internet relatively quickly and inexpensively from a bedroom. <laughs> Why did we spend all that time? I know. So. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yes. But let's move on to the actual uh, topic. Uh, so, Age of Ultron. Uh, we've all seen it. So, yes. um, all right. Uh, let's start out with the stuff that actually... Because it, it was not a perfect movie. I, I think we can all... Can we all agree that we all really liked it? Oh, I loved it. I, I'm cuckoo bananas for it. Okay. I, I thought it was great. I had a blast. Okay. I enjoyed it. So... We all really liked it. It was not perfect, but let's start with the stuff that, that really worked. So is there anything, Benari, in particular that it's just you sit there and go, oh, yeah, that was. I thought Spader as Ultron was fantastic. We've all seen the really scary 
uh, 2001, I can't let you do that, Dave. You know, that type of AI. This was such a terrific, quirky yeah, AI. Yeah. And, and Spader was so perfect, just capturing that balance between childlike innocence and just brutality and not understanding. And, and uh, when he would, you know, he would basically throw a child's tantrum. He was perfect. I thought he was great. Oh, yeah, definitely was not what I was expecting. Uh, you know, yeah. even, even with the almost petulant, you know, angry at dad Ultron you get in the comics. So it's a, there was a humor there. Right. Yeah, well, that's what I loved, especially there was great humor to it. Mm-hmm. And, and self-aware humor. Like, I felt like Ultron knew he was making a joke. Right. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, which I did not expect. I thought it was tr- tremendous. I mean, even right from the beginning, you know, in that sort of hulking, shambling form, it's like, had to kill a guy. What can you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you don't put it that way unless you're, you're sort of half joking. And if your first joke in the world is, yeah, killed a guy, it's all right. Now it we know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, I definitely one of the most charismatic Marvel villains of any of them. I, I, oh, Loki, absolutely. I think, always is going to be at the top for various reasons. Sure. But you know, this guy definitely a solid number oh, two absolutely. over anybody. Absolutely. Any yeah, no, I don't need Sure, and it was, it was also great because that humor really balanced out those moments. Like when he when he uh, he rips Claw's arm off. He's like, I'm sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just a... He was doing basically Phil Hartman's, you know, uh, Unfrozen Caveman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just a killer robot. <laughs> <laughs> Childlike sensibilities. I don't know how... This works. And, and by the way, it's probably too late to interject. We are going to spoil the living shit out of this movie. <laughs> yeah. We probably already spoiled about a third of it for you. If you want the other two thirds, go see the movie and come back. There's not but, a whole lot to spoil, though, right? There's the Avengers and Ultron, and they kick the shit out of each other. Yeah, stuff explodes. Right. I mean, yeah, uh, it's not like some dark meditation on the human spirit. I mean, well, it's a comic book <laughs> movie where people fucking punch each other. We do discover that that Clint Barton has a family. I, I so, did like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we can talk about the farm. I, I liked the reveal, but I could have spent a little less time on Clint's farm. Um, <laughs> it's like yeah. season two of The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, oh, no. Well, at least the kids didn't leave the house. They at least That's got true. that message, which Carl uh, never did. So. Uh, also, I could have done with a little less Joss Whedon winking to the uh, to the crowd and but, being and like. Benari, you know, Benari, we're talking uh, about what we liked about the movie. Uh, no, I understand. <laughs> Rob has a plan. I, I thought <laughs> Hawkeye was great. So let me just say, I thought Hawkeye was great in this movie. I thought they used him very well, as opposed to in the first one when he was just like the you know the append, you know the useless appendage. Uh, so I thought he was great. <laughs> held in held in thrall almost immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he didn't get to be useless. Like he goes right to the other fucking just. Yeah, it's it, it's you like, sit up there and have blue eyes and shoot shit. It's like his whole line in this one of "I'm a guy with a bow and arrow" is what yes, Joss Whedon yeah. thought in the first one and said, uh, "He's a guy with a bow and arrow. I better move him out so <laughs> so he's not killed immediately." But yeah. um, and and I thought that that was great. That moment when he when he explains the Scarlet Witch was great. Where he's like, "None, of, it's all weird. Like none of this makes sense. So you just gotta fucking roll with it." I love that moment. Oh, that yeah. moment was great. With- I didn't need the moment on the farm with the wife being like, "You're important to the team." People watching this movie, <laughs> honey, you know but, I support your avenging. I love that. I that love was that. a great line, though. That was that a great was line. A good, you know, but they they had to do all that. They had to do all that because, I mean, and it's it, this is all. It was almost too meta. At mm-hmm. the very end, when you think, I mean, they spend so much time. He's got a wife. He's got kids. He's yeah. quitting <laughs> after this. You're like, yeah. this guy is fucking dead. There's no way Hawkeye's <laughs> not fucking dead. The only thing he and was they, missing was two days to retire. Yeah, man. exactly. He's, he's <laughs> too old for this shit. Like, that's the only thing. And so the, the when they changed it right at the very end, and, and Quicksilver said, I bet you didn't see that coming. Like, that was almost too meta, but yeah. Yeah. it was 
I still I thought I was okay with it, but it was yeah. it was on the line. Uh, <laughs> I get you. you know? I get you. Yeah. I was actually pleasantly taken by surprise, even though I should have seen that coming, because and I blame The Walking Dead for this. I'm like, they're developing Barton's character. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, well, that's exactly. <laughs> Well, it's well also... Barton's white, so you know they're not going to. Walking Dead wouldn't kill him. <laughs> but it's. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> but it's. Uh... Oh, hell, I forgot. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, but it, it, it's also. It's a Joss Whedon movie, and yeah. he, unless he kills somebody, he doesn't feel like he's done a day's work. Absolutely. So it was Coulson in the last one, and if he ever does another one, although. I really got the sense with some of the steps that he took in this one, he'll be happy to advise Marvel. But right, I, right. I think. But this is also probably... the heroic sacrifice is also a very common Avengers trope. I mean, oh, uh, sure. initially oh, sure. it would be Simon Williams Wonder Man. He's the guy that that was the villain, and then he becomes a hero and sacrifices yeah. himself yeah. in the comics. Yep. That that aspect of it is very true to the comic book nature of yeah. Avengers. So, uh, well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what I liked the best, and uh, I, I should probably in this company I should be embarrassed that I didn't know it was going to happen. Uh, in this company, you should be the least embarrassed on many reasons. So. <laughs> but I, I mean, I was, I was reading Avengers way back in the day, back when everybody else my age was fucking all about the X Men. I was still reading Captain America. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Avengers. back in the day when uh, other kids were fucking. Like. <laughs> <laughs> when other kids weren't having their heads held in a swirly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, times have changed. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, the Vision. I had no idea the Vision oh, was going to yeah. show up in this movie. I was actually mad because I was like, "You can't have the Scarlet Witch without the Vision." I, I didn't. <laughs> oh yeah. I didn't put the. It's all the pieces are all right there. Scarlet Witch, Ultron. Mm-hmm. But I, I had no fucking clue. And then when so when it happened and he came out, it was all red and he had the. I was like, <gasps> by myself in the theater, I was like, "Vision, it's the Vision." <laughs> yeah. And I, and I like how they they um, they really have established the the mind gems. Uh, the the infinity gems, you know, it's like this, and now they called it. It's like this is the mind gem. Like here yeah. it is, and we're going to yeah. give it to the vision. And they basically they've they've adapted the material. They've done they've done what you should do and taken all the core material from the comics and the DNA of it, and then reinterpreted for the cinema. Yeah, and it's and and don't be beholden to. It's like it's things that you recognize, but it's going to be different, and it's okay. And I'm, yeah, and I'm totally I I can't. I'm I'm okay with almost all their choices in that regard. Yeah, the stuff that they've changed to make the movies work. Yeah, it's I like was, like uh, like the Scarlet Witch is an Inhuman instead of Magneto's right, daughter because you right. know they can't. Well, well, we don't know if she's an Inhuman yet. We she's called Enhanced. They we've got three different varieties of of humans that are powered at the moment because they're they they can't use mutants. We've, right, exactly. <laughs> um, we've we've got the Inhumans that have. Only so far been introduced in the television version. Right, and she, and yeah, shield. right. At least officially. And we've got tech enhanced. Yeah. So your Deathlocks, your Iron Man's, your Captain right. Well, oh, well, well, it is Cap. Cap counts as technology. Then right? we, yes, he's he's scientifically yeah. enhanced yeah. as well. And then we have what they just call enhanced. And in this particular case, it's Strucker using the scepter, not right. knowing that the mind gem is what's powering it. Right. So yeah, that's where we're at with with those sorts of characters. Yeah, a lot of people using the scepter for a variety of purposes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but you know, when you're talking about the movie universe, it's got to have its own internal logic. You can't just have twenty thousand different. You can't have like a cosmic cube. And what's that do? It alters reality. And then what are these things? Oh, it's the reality gem. It also alters reality. And then <laughs> yeah. this other thing that also alters. It's like it streamlines so that that all makes a cohesive sense. So right. I'm totally fine with it all being part of the same crazy powerful weapon. 
of I'm, the Infinity Gauntlet. Because really, let's be honest, like it's all building towards the coolest fucking yeah. <laughs> space war that we're ever going to yeah. see on film. Yeah, and but that's it, crazy because there's a movie called Star Wars that existed and until now that was like the coolest Star Wars you could think of. Right, but now yeah. you're going to have all your favorite superheroes and Chris Pratt running around in <laughs> space. I, I honestly, I had, I had a genuine moment in the theater watching this movie where it, where it hit me like, this is my 14-year-old fantasy 100% come to life. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 I really was this moment of clarity where I was like, we won. Yes. We won. <laughs> yes. It's when I when I was 17 years old, I stayed home on a Friday night to watch The Trial of the Incredible Hulk <laughs> because <laughs> Rex Smith was going to be Daredevil in it. Oh um, yeah. And and yeah, a month ago, I, we sat there for 10 straight hours just wallowing in booze and filth watching <laughs> I love 13 hours of Daredevil. Daredevil yeah. And then yeah, you go to the movies and you get the no, it's not a dude in a black now, suit. Talk throat. about talk about a fantastic reinterpretation that is so true to the character and works in the cinematic universe in like a universe in which you have Thor and Iron Man and all this destruction aliens from outer space and then just using that to justify the need for a daredevil for a right. street level character. I'll yeah. do you one better. I always hated Daredevil. I, I, thought, <laughs> I, I thought Daredevil was a stupid corny character but I loved uh, the miniseries. Oh, I, gotta, I gotta get some, some of the original Frank Miller stuff. I got oh. some of it. I got some, strange. I don't even know how or why uh, Born Again was Lying in my house, <laughs> the oh. baby was playing with it. I don't even know. I don't even know where it came from. And someone mentioned, it. I was like, "Oh yeah, no, right. I think I have that. That's mixed yeah. in with the baby books." Yeah. All right, sweet. Yes, yeah, let's let's read you a lullaby from Frank Miller's book. <laughs> <Born Again, laughs> she is a her, her she is a very cool kid. Cracked out horror came. I was explaining to Robin Amanda. This is our third child. Uh, she loves Captain America and the Avengers and Iron Man and Lord of the Rings. Uh, we don't watch Nickelodeon anymore. <laughs> I learned. I learned. I can watch Caillou or I can watch Captain America. She doesn't care. She has a huge crush on Bucky, by the way. You taught that kid right. <laughs> she strokes his face on the screen because he looks sad. Uh-huh. You could you could hold classes for... <laughs> With, our, our buddy Lance Mannion, believe me, if you could teach him to get his daughter to not want to watch Frozen, he, uh, he'd suck your dick. That's it, man. You, 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 can't, you can't give an inch. <laughs> it's just colors and noise to them, so there might as well be colors and noise that I like. Yeah. She, she does like the um, Blizzard World of Warcraft characters. We had to go, like, the one time we bothered with any sort of exclusives at um, San Diego, we had to go find some plush critter from World of Warcraft yeah, some, that unzipped and... Some weird Zerg Blurt thing. thing. I don't know. It looks like it should be laying <laughs> eggs in your throat. So he's doing some stuff right. I don't want to yeah. shit on Lance. He's a good dude, but... You know, rookies are rookies. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amanda, was there anything in particular that... Uh, I, I'll jump in. The, this movie, it, it could have been nothing but Vision sitting in an empty room, like, boinging his pecker back and forth, <laughs> trying to figure out what it's for. I would I'm st- a real boy! I would still buy the Blu-ray... <laughs> As long as the Hulk versus Hulkbuster battle was oh. on it, that was glorious. Yeah, it's you know my little geek fanboy who got his head flushed in the toilets. Like I've, yep. I never thought I'd see this in live action, and Robert Downey Jr.'s you know interjections, yeah, with a jackhammer <laughs> arm, <laughs> and then when the Hulk spit his tooth out, it's like I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I could watch that over and over again. I couldn't believe I was actually seeing that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know something else I loved? Sorry, man. No, no, no. I feel, I feel a jerk. Uh, <laughs> I loved the end of the movie where it's, you know, kind of a new team. Yep. Which, you, as a long-time reader of the Avengers, that would always happen. Every so often, you go, oh, shit, suddenly it's this, these guys now. It's, 
it's brilliant. It's true to the Avengers, but also if you want to keep the franchise going, it's like just of as course. you get sick of seeing these characters do the same of thing, course. it's like, and it's a whole new group of people. It's fantastic. It, it took some balls on Marvel Studios' part because, I mean, balls on one hand. On the other, I don't think anybody is expecting to see Infinity War and not see Iron Man and Thor. Well, they're Thor coming and back, the sure, but they're not, now they're, they're not beholden to them. They can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know. but to end the movie with, okay, and now it's these new people, including one, it's a legitimate brand new human. We grew him to become <laughs> right. the Avengers. Yeah. It's a, but it, it it's a ballsy move because if you're not into the comics, you don't realize that number one, yeah, that tradition of rotating right uh, lineups. Out, I mean, yeah. I think it was as early as what was it, uh, Avengers four when Captain America showed up, and then within the first year and a half is when yeah they rotated everybody but Cap out. Yeah, and right. it was, it was yeah. Scarlet Cap's, Witch and yeah, it was Cap's kooky quartet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's also it, it's kind of weird in that unless you were reading comics in the seventies and eighties. You know, you might hear Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but you don't necessarily understand that that was always kind of hyperbole. Yeah. For for a long time, the Avengers was where you stuck people who couldn't carry their own book. <laughs> yeah. You know? it's yeah like, I think at one point it was like Star Fox. Oh. Yeah, it was Star, yeah. It yeah. was like Star Fox, the Wasp. Uh, it was Captain Marvel. Uh, remember, uh, uh, African American yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Welcome to Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Here's your roommate, Jack of Hearts. It's no, it's not really <laughs> Black Knight. Jesus, <laughs> but like the Black Knight, Ant Man Two, like yeah. Yellow Jacket. We couldn't even get the first. We couldn't even get the first Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It was just it was just rotating through like your uh, your second and third tier guys. But it's uh, you know it. If you haven't been reading the comics, you don't realize that. So it is kind of a ballsy move to say, yep, you're expecting these heroes that have all had movies. So by the time you walked into Avengers, you knew who they all are. Right. And now, okay, here are these new ones that you just met, except for War Machine. But, you know, having having just watched Iron Man 3, you, you realize they spent a lot of that movie building War Machine up, giving him a, some real flavor. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yep. You know, I mean, Don Cheadle, of course, is a tremendous actor. No matter what he does, it's going to be good. But, like... Looking back, the, the the whole like War Machine versus Iron Patriot thing, and like, mm-hmm. it gave him a lot more personality. They, like it was really priming him to be a, a, a fully fleshed out character in his own right. And yeah. they put him back in the War Machine outfit instead of the Iron Patriot outfit. Because War Machine's way fucking cooler than Iron Patriot. I, I'm just pointing yeah. that out. <laughs> War Machine '68. <laughs> if if Terrence Howard weren't sitting on a fat pile of uh, fucking Empire money, he'd be cutting himself right now. Just... Yeah, I think he's doing okay though. Yeah. So I think I think everybody won in that scenario. We got Don Cheadle, <laughs> Terrence Howard can go make money in Empire. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite part of the movie, um, I, I continue to be impressed with how Mark Ruffalo is approaching the Hulk. Oh and, yeah, and that oh, it's he, perfect. Yeah. Got to do all of that motion capture work under Andy Serkis. Yeah, and, I saw that. Yeah, and got to actually for the first time be the Hulk, really, mm-hmm. um, in, in a way that anybody else approaching it hasn't been able to. Right. Even in the first Avengers movie, they did a great job of mapping him onto the character, but it was it was a CGI Hulk. Right. And in this, it, it it was just that much more nuanced. Every scene that he had with Black Widow going into the lullaby, yeah, every scene, yeah. you know, that that moment in the end. Spoilers with the plane where he's sitting there ruminating. Oh, I love that sh- that visual was so great. And tell me, you didn't have the TV show Hulk sad music playing mm-hmm. oh, yeah. as the Hulk heading off to the next town, <laughs> solve another crime. Yeah. So I I think that was. There, there were so many things I enjoyed, but overall, just the the subtle, nuanced approach he took to 
the Hulk, this giant right. lumbering beast. Because well, it, it's easy to bring that kind of nuance to Bruce Banner. Right. Mm-hmm. But to bring it to the Hulk, I thought, yeah, you're absolutely right. What's well, yeah. that moment at the end of the Hulkbuster battle where he seemingly oh. snapped out of the the trance that Scarlet Witch put him under, and he's looking at the horror and what I think was a very on purpose nine eleven ish. Let's knock this building down. Yeah. It, will, it will collapse yep. vertically and throw dust everywhere. So for Americans, here is a. Uh, I did a have subconscious. Exact 9/11. Yeah. This means yep. catastrophe. What yes, you're seeing, yes, and yep. just the look on on his face through the motion capture, realizing that oh my god, I did this, followed by the uh, I thought kind of funny, almost callback where absolutely, the Hulk punches him in absolutely. The side of the head. <laughs> I think it was 100 percent a callback, right? It oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I, what I love about that too is. You know, you always have the, well, you're the fucking Hulk. You can turn into the Hulk. That's awesome. You know, why Why would you want to be Bruce Banner? Or when he's Bruce Banner, you don't want to spend a lot of time with him because you just want to get to the Hulk. And right. I thought Ruffalo did a fantastic job. And, and you know, everyone working on the movie did a fantastic job in terms of making Bruce Banner a compelling character on his own as well, where yeah. you definitely want to see him control this thing you know he's not trying to get the cure but he's trying to keep it under control and he kind of is balancing like this might not be the healthiest thing for me <laughs> right like, this, <laughs> this this line of work might not be the healthiest line of work for me right now and there's no other place to throw this in so i'm just gonna chuck it in i l- and this is just a, a such a tiny little detail but i thought it was so great what, what that black widow said i adore you instead of i love you yes <laughs> oh. i thought that was so fucking perfect Yes, I agree. Uh, Amanda has has a theory. I'm not sure I agree with it, but you want to break into it now? All right. I, I I'm going to be this girl. I have real <laughs> issues that Whedon decided that he had to ship Widow with a character in the movie. <laughs> She's had her own agency and had her own shit to do in every other movie. But but I but I love the but but don't you think? I mean, I don't know. It, I think it offers a nuance to the character that it's at least. The nerdy fucking tender guy that, but it's that's not really your theory. I I, I had to put it. So what's your theory? I had to create a head cannon here, and <laughs> but, but luckily my wife has written enough uh, Sherlock fic that I get all these terms. Thank okay, you. thank you, honey. So, in in my view of things, um, when Fury called her in and said, you know what, I need you to recruit Bruce Banner yep. and you are going to get him into um, our team at all costs, whatever it takes. In that first movie, she was terrified. She was flat out terrified, but she did it. And in the course of that movie, she was able to work through her fear and even get to the point where she demonstrated that with Loki, she could lie to and manipulate a god, mostly using the truth and come out on the other side and hold her own as a human character in this team of superpowered yeah, people. Yeah. So by the time we get to this movie, she's still on mission. In every movie, she's had a mission within a mission. Mm-hmm. In Winter Soldier, her job, while Steve was clearing the ship, she was getting she the was data, getting the data yeah. and, and that created some trust issues. But she always is... Fury's creature, and she's always on whatever that other mission is. So her mm-hmm. her inner mission is: I have to keep Bruce on the team, whatever it takes. Oh. So she using what are probably some legitimate feelings because she has to create this truth bond of trust with Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, because they get to this point where they and I, I'd be fascinated how they decided upon this lullaby approach. Um, she has to be the one that is kind of the Hulk whisperer. 
And <laughs> <laughs> the Hulk Whisperer is a potential title, by the way. <laughs> okay, that's a fantastic. And they they are developing this bond and this legitimate friendship and feelings, but deep down at the heart of it is this piece of deceit. I it's, have to keep you here no matter what. Oh. I have to keep you here no matter what. It, when they're when they're at the farm, and everything has gone to shit, and he's ready to leave. She says she'll follow him. She's like, she, you know, she'll go with him, whatever it takes. I, I will go be with you. But then when he comes to save her in uh, Sokovia yeah. and he said, do you want to run? She brings him back to, but what about the job? Yeah, it's because of your theory. I wrote down the exact dialogue. Certainly not from a copy of Certainly, the movie. That you just, right. from somewhere, Rob has a very nice mind that has not been destroyed by alcohol at all. And I'm not destroying it right now as we speak. But <laughs> the actual dialogue was she says, what's our play? He says, I'm here to get you to safety. And she says, but the job's not done. And, right. this was, and within five minutes after that, So you that, think she said, I adore you because, because he that's does, the more honest... Yeah, she, she does adore him. She cares about him very much. She's not in love with him, and her job is wow. to keep him on mission and to keep him on the team. I think, her, I think your theory is 100% right, except I think she, fall, I think she does that thing because she has that conversation with Fury where she actually falls oh, no, she I, says, in love you, with oh, him. Wow. And the saying, I adore you, is her protecting herself and also trying to let him know, like, I'm about to do something really shitty to you, so I'm not going to ruin the first time I say I love you to you by turning you into the Hulk. So well, that, that moment, I think that that moment when he leaves her, when he puts her to safety yeah. and then gets on a ship and leaves and turns off the button, is the Hulk realizing, one, I can't ever be with you because I can't ever trust you to not put the mission first and all those sorts of things. I have to protect myself, but also, she would take off with him. Well, wow. and she needs the job, and he has to be alone. And he's like, "I can't let you. Like, you would run off with me if I gave you the choice to run off after we completed this mission. But you have too much of that to deal with. So you have to. They need you, and I need to like go figure my shit out. And like, basically, does the like heroic romantic thing, Man. and like." leaves her where she needs to be and goes off on his own. You emo motherfuckers watched a different movie than you. <laughs> You're like, I like when they smashed up. I, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Well, it's a, Amanda and I have had this conversation repeatedly over the last couple of days, and she's really kind of convinced me, because my first thing was, yeah, the fear that she saw in the first movie, and to the level of trust that is there, there have to be legitimate feelings, and I do think there were legitimate feelings, but I also think it was very telling that when she pushes him into the pit, it's like, but I need the other guy right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I have to think about that. Cause Cause I'm, whole... I'm, just into, I'm just quickly contrasting that relationship with the relationship we see between Cap and Black Widow in uh, Winter sure. Soldier, yep. which is, you know, fun and flirty, but clearly just professional. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what that's what Cap's line to Bruce is when he's like, I've seen flirting up close. Like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, something yeah, different. yeah, 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 yeah. And I also think that we have to take Cap's word as Cap's word. The one character that we absolutely can trust in all these movies that has been established is that Steve Rogers, like, cuts to the heart of things. You can trust him. So when he says, when he sees something, we can trust his point of view more than someone else's point of view. So I think that, like, yeah, in I the same way that, that the movie shorthand for how can we trust the vision? Well, he grabs Thor's hammer. Okay, so we have to trust him. Which was so beautifully done, by the way. Oh, was. That yeah. was. The, the, which I loved. I loved that that. Goofing around scene, you know, it's at the end of the after party of everybody I trying to pick it. up the hammer. I love it. I mean, that was just fun in its own right, but as a as a as a mechanism to introduce 
the, that the vision can pick up the hammer later, I thought was fucking brilliant. Well, yeah, number one, that Perfect. scene worked for me because it reminded me of yeah, it's the comics hanging out after the show, professionals That's, yeah who hang yeah, around yeah, yeah. after yeah, yeah. you know the the revelers have left, talking business but also drinking and shooting the shit. So yeah. it worked for me on that. I love it's also that also scene is also my is also the moment where uh, I think I can introduce the thing I didn't like about not even didn't like about the movie. Okay. But, okay. My my only question is, and that didn't work for me, is where the fuck did the Falcon go? <laughs> oh yeah, why did he take off? He was hanging out at the party. It's all cool. Then all the shit happens, and then he's there at the end. It's because he's on a missing persons case. Yeah, but like, didn't the whole rest of the movie take like three days? Like, it wasn't like that long. Like, they, he can't interrupt the investigation for. Well, I don't know. It felt like they were on Hawkeye's ranch for about a month or so. But... <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah. But War Machine gets the show. Oh, I guess that's a, yeah. War Machine, Machine was yeah. at the after party, and he was around, and the Falcon just for whatever reason. Like, I think they only like, had so you can't, much you can't time. Go, hey, you know, yeah. stop, stop looking for Bucky for a couple weeks and come help us fucking, you know, prevent the end of the universe. Okay, that that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's probably. Well, a, I, I had my wounded warriors meeting to get to, so I had to go like fucking <laughs> yeah, exactly. that for like three. I had days. to go make the coffee at the VA. So, but it, it's probably as simple as they've already announced that when the the DVD and Blu-ray come out, there's going to be an extended cut of this. There's stuff that oh, was. Really? Put into this that they it, couldn't put in. It just it. felt weird that he wasn't around, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Also, you think you're on like a, a a chunk of Earth hurtling through the sky. Might be handy to have another guy who can fly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> might be helpful. Uh, might be helpful. Yeah, I mean, Ken yeah, has a cell phone, guys, right? Please. Like, uh, you want to get over here? Yeah. <laughs> All flying guys, please report for the hurtling <laughs> chunk of Earth. <laughs> you know, I mean, just a, just as a shuttle service, if nothing else, just to get some people back and forth. Yeah. yeah. All right, so so we talked about the stuff that worked. Unless there's something else anybody else wants to jump in with that, let's move to the, the whole movie. The whole movie was just so much fun. I mean, it was just what a. I mean, look, we live in a fucking golden age of of nerddom. So oh, definitely, it, it was a blast. It was fun, but it was not perfect. Was none, not of perfect. These, none of these movies have been no. perfect. Can but... I have some more alcohol, please? <laughs> Wait, I'll go be your girl Friday. <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll continue without you while Amanda gets the giant bottle of Whistle Pig whiskey. I have I have not been drinking at all lately, and I'm realizing why I like it. <laughs> I, it's so, it's so wait good. a minute, <laughs> <laughs> this was good. It, it is fun, and I I meant to bring oh, the bottle upstairs, but keep your hands off Amanda's ass if I, you don't mind. I, I, For, I, guy okay. has one sip of whiskey. In some <laughs> exactly. When you see what happens after drink number two, Reuter, shit's about to get freaky up in here. Yeah, you've already told me about your boxing training. Do I have to shut you off? Yeah, I can't point. fight Very you, and point. the taser's in the other room. <laughs> but, all right, so so while Amanda obtains booze for this degenerate alcoholic. <laughs> so what were some uh, shortcomings in the movie? I mean, I'll, I'll start out. Okay. Um. Ultron became Ultron really fucking fast, like with yeah, almost no yeah, explanation. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, you know, granted there is uh, precedent in science fiction for AI becoming mature and malevolent very quickly. The example I thought of was, uh, I don't know if you guys read James Herbert's uh, Destination Void. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I? I, I, I haven't read it. The entire uh, book is about they put these clones on this ship on a suicide mission, and the only way they can survive is to make the ship's computer uh, sentient and self-aware. And within three pages of the end of the book, it goes, I think it might be thinking to the ship saying, you must find ways to worship me. So it's <laughs> it's not like there aren't precedents right. to this, but it felt very right. much like the, okay, and okay, test scenario worked, and now... Uh, well, especially they, they since that, they're they, spending so much time establishing Thanos and the Infinity Gems, or stones as they yeah. want to call them, uh, but they're spent so much time peppering those in that this idea was sort of like, 
hey, we came up with this idea. Hey, this is the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, even not even him becoming sentient so quickly, just the whole... We've got three days. Don't tell anybody. We're going to do this. Yeah. Seemed a little forced. Well, I have some issues with some of the particulars of that, but I'll get to that. Okay. And there are particular reasons why I have issues that other people might not. But I think all it would have really taken would have been Banner saying, you know, this is dangerous because nobody knows if something becomes self-aware, how you know, it could very rapidly make decisions that are detrimental. It could very rapidly become angry. It just sort of felt like, boom. There's Ultron, and almost immediately, Ultron is, you know, just okay. I'm I'm born bad. Yeah, I mean, they had that token moment of like, you know, the images quickly, blah 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 blah. So you kind of got the impression of, well, this is obviously uh, artificial intelligence thinking faster than a person would think. So, you, I mean, I kind of saw it as being a very cursory witnessing of him becoming what he is. I, I think you're also. I mean, I'm. I don't. That part I don't mind as much because I definitely think. One, we're so used to this idea of AI now in science fiction that we don't have to explain, we don't have to waste any more time explaining like all the possibilities. Just jump into it at this point. It's like, oh, we're going to create a machine that can think. We all know that's a terrible idea. <laughs> like, we, that's just a fucking terrible idea. What I like about it though is I think that this is peppering the, the real shift in what's coming with Captain America Civil War between Captain America and Tony Stark. Because what I think Ultron's ultimate goal is to show that Tony Stark doesn't know the difference between doing what's right and doing what's wrong or saving the world and destroying the world. That's what they say, is that he doesn't, that Ultron gets that from Tony. And so that whole petulant child thing, I'm not like him, we're totally different. He's exactly like him just to the, the, the super villain, you know, he's the super villain version of Tony Stark. Which, which they definitely brought into it, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, now that you're mentioning it, I think there was more of that there than I thought, because you know, one of the things I was thinking as I was watching the movie was, uh, you know, there's this whole backstory with Ultron in the comics, you right. know, the the anger, the basically Oedipal issues of I right. want to I want to be Hank Pym, I'm yep. jealous of humanity, I'm angry at my father for trying to destroy me that I thought got short shrift in this, but now that you mention it, I think there was probably enough there to justify some of that anger. But Because I, even... I think his his main purpose is to reveal what uh, Tony Stark is about to become or is on the path to becoming. Which is which is possible. I, I, honestly, I would have liked more specific direct anger at Stark as opposed to, yep, I, I think uh, humanity has to go. There definitely were a few moments of, you know, the vision saying, oh, yes, he hates you most of all. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I would have liked to have seen I'm specifically going after Tony a little bit more. Because, again, I, I felt like the whole Oedipal Ultron wants to be his father, is angry at his father, got right. a little bit short shrift in the movie. Well, yeah, well, I thought I thought uh, as, a, as, a, as a mechanism for the film... It was a way to show what's happening to Tony Stark. Character to character, I think you're right that it was a little glossed over. Yeah. 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 And it's a, Amanda and I have had argued, and she's basically convinced me, so I don't want to go too much into it, but we've <laughs> argued over the last couple days. It's like, oh, it almost makes more sense for Captain America to be the company man who wants to, and she's convinced me that's not the case. No, it, it I, can't I do be. think for Civil War, we're going to need a specific Stanford moment where it's a specific failure on Tony's part, because... Yeah, right. Tony is very much a fucking. I'm going to try something. If it doesn't work, I'm going to try something else. And so I think we need an additional 
yeah, like a like a Stanford moment where it's Tony's fault where he says, okay, yep, uh, you know what? I was wrong, and now we're going to try this other thing with registration. But, yeah, I think there was some additional groundwork mm. here that, that you guys have pointed out to me that I didn't necessarily pick up or take as seriously as I original. That's why I love doing this show. People <laughs> change my mind about shit. I like but that I, stuff. Speaking of Ultron, by the way, Amanda brought me some coffee in a thermos that is so technologically complicated that it, <laughs> it may become self-aware. It's... <laughs> Took me it four times to open the motherfucker. I, uh... Well, it's a screw top, and you're a simple man. <laughs> God wanted us to have corks, and that's it. You know, one thing that I, I I know we're supposed to talk about things we didn't like, but one thing I really liked was how they just jumped into the action on this one. Like they've established, like, hey, they're the fucking Avengers. Oh my God, they're fucking storming Baron Strucker's castle. And I feel like I feel like they have perfected the comic book action scene. Yeah. Like, like it yeah. just reads like a badass comic book fight anymore. Like, it's, yeah. they've got it dialed in perfectly. Well, whenever they had that that beautiful sort of horizontally rolling yeah, yeah, moment yeah, 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 when yeah, they're yeah. in um, oh, that's a page. that's yeah. a double page splash. Yeah, Period. Right. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And I, I kept wondering, like, why didn't they use that image as one of the posters? Just why? I would buy it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know I it was the big image in the in the commercials in the trailer. Yeah. But I, that's what I actually had a moment where it's like, and they, they got to it like right away. I was like, holy shit, if they're just going to throw that out in the first five minutes of the movie, what's yeah. coming? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like the Star Wars opening. You know, here is a giant spaceship like you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. We're opening with this motherfucker. Settle right. in. We got yeah. some stuff for you. So. So I actually have a hard. I. Uh, and Benari will probably remember back to the days of the the council. I'm a very uncritical consumer of media. Like I don't have, there's not a lot I didn't like. That's right. I think you're just coming to terms with the fact that the third Matrix movie kind of sucked. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? See, that's a professional moving the mic away from the face. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. All right. So yeah, and any other shortcomings? Because I got a few others, but I want to I want to hear from anybody else if. The I it, moving I I don't know the 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 helicarrier showing up to be a fucking space taxi was a little weird. Deus Ex Machina it's, yeah <laughs> I, I definitely had a you know in Winter Soldier Nick Fury has to fake his own death and everyone must be believe he remains yeah, yeah. dead while he fights the raging demon that is Hydra whatever it was right but, yeah he not only goes off fakes his death shows up sort of under cover of darkness at Hawkeye's ranch and says, we don't have resources. We have to use our wits. Right. And that's all we've got. And then suddenly... The helicarrier is... Ba- yeah. Yeah, suddenly he shows up and, oh, apparently I parked a helicarrier and a whole crew someplace. I mean, what's the, what is the yeah. process for obtaining a helicarrier? Also, yeah. I, mean, the, you- I feel like, you know, now that you mentioned it, I didn't really think about it, but I kind of wanted to see the whole, like, Fury on the run outlaw Avengers thing for a while more before we brought S.H.I.E.L.D. back into the mix. I feel like we didn't get to see the rebuilding of S.H.I.E.L.D. at all. And is, well, has, have you guys been watching the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show? Yes. Yes, but it's been, yeah, the two sort of warring factions, and the government doesn't really trust either one yeah, of them. Yeah, that, that, that whole thing seems so stapled on, like, I don't know, like Theta Protocol. Like, <laughs> oh, shit, this is going to be a great tie-in. And there's this like, and no, then it's not, yeah, Theta it's Protocol not. just is like, and now there's a movie. Like yeah, there was, yeah, yeah. I, I, ho- I had hoped to see a little more integration of the whole thing. Yeah, it's. Which, I was hoping just at least for at least one of someone, someone from Agents of Shield, just to fucking be in the movie, just to, even Coulson or somebody, just to like. I don't know. A, most of them are terrible. 
Well, uh, May. <laughs> I, I'd like to see May. Well, yeah. Uh, and I'd for... like to see her show up. Although I will say that the Agent Carter stuff has done phenomenal work in the backstory for Black Widow. Because oh, now we know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Holy shit. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how Black Widow, like all the Son stuff. Son of a they, bitch. Yes. Yeah. Because that's the, what's so great in like the Agent Carter stuff. That peppers in of like, oh my God. Of course, that's, that's what where she kind came of from. Agent Black Widow is. I'm not a smart man, Bernard. <laughs> the, the blonde agent was pouring that ride down your head. You'll get smarter. Trust me, it's worked for me for years. <laughs> she, she was an early viper, right? Something right. like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. But it's. It, I, I have to leave. I have to go watch some <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I feel. I, to... <laughs> I feel bad for poor Adrian Pilecki, who's probably watched the Watch Age of Ultron and goes, "Hawkeye's got a secret family. Oh, I'm Mockingbird. Oh, shit. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I guess I'm a TV actress. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm never gonna make the movies now." <laughs> I have this really great pitch uh, for a West Coast team of Avengers. <laughs> great Lakes Avengers, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, what's Flatman getting his movie? <laughs> I'm just hoping there are deleted scenes on this of Nick Fury going to Congress trying to get S.H.I.E.L.D. money back. It's you know, yeah. What do you do? Hug a senator if he doesn't whisper, Hail Hydra, he gives you money. Good enough, right, yeah. <laughs> That was your most yeah. romantic moment as we watched the movie. Is when, you, when you leaned over and like took me in your arms and said, "Hail Hydra." <laughs> I uh, shivers. How long? Have you, by the way, just a sidebar. You guys have been together. If I'm not mistaken, by the way, as long as we're talking about the Grand High Council, it's the Grand High Council <laughs> that brought the two of you together. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, together. there's a, there's a little bit of a sort of <laughs> aspect some, to it, but we'll leave that aside. Yeah. Uh, but, but that was but yes. So it's, you guys have been together for what? 14 years now? Something. 14 years in October. Yep. Yeah. Holy son of a bitch. Yep. That's what we did, Benari. Yeah, well, I need to uh, drink some more myself. <laughs> Don't worry. When we hit 15, uh, Benari, we'll, we'll, we'll get you to Boston. We'll all drink in person. You know, you'll take the Perfect. Feng Wa. We're not made of money, motherfucker. <laughs> we'll get you here. Uh, I'm going to take a shield helicarrier by that point. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Apparently, they're giving them away. They, 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 you can just get them anywhere. They're just all there. over the place. Also, that thing has, like, fucking missiles and shit. They, why couldn't they help? <laughs> Very good point. Up. Very good point. Like, we're, like what? All you, the it's only not thing you just have a, to deploy is war machine. It's like, not just a bus, right? Like, what? It, <laughs> and it's a, I'm thinking Nick Fury behind the scenes, off camera. Yeah, going to Congress, going, we need a new helicarrier. It's like, oh, a helicarrier, like the one that took out my fucking condo in Winter Soldier, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So last time we gave you a helicarrier, it did not go great. So. <laughs> in fact, every time we've given you a helicarrier, it has not worked out great. Yeah. We'll give you, you a win- those things a lot. We'll give you a Winnebago. Are you exactly. okay with Winnebago? Well, you you got a couple Quinjets, like just <laughs> you know, use those. Exactly. It's worked for the Avengers. Yeah, who the exactly. fuck are you? <laughs> oh, I can't. Whatever. Whatever. The fact that we can argue over a shield helicarrier being on the screen too many times is a great. <laughs> that is true. As a yeah. nerd. Make no mistake. I mean, I've been. I would like Tim was saying. Like fourteen year old me would have gone nuts if I saw a helicarrier this many times on screen. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting here complaining, but with a big fucking smile on my face. Yeah. <laughs> so any other shortcomings? Otherwise, I'll, I'll get to, to my big one. Bring it. Which is vibranium, the fucking wonder element. <laughs> <laughs> that apparently does whatever you need it to do under any given circumstances. Unobtainium. It's, uh, you know, yeah. it, uh, not only is it the hardest metal in the world, and, and that was a great line from Ultron. It's like, and they used it to make a Frisbee. But That yeah. is, it was such a fantastic line. But, you know, apparently it, it bonds to flesh, and, you know, you can use it as a vibrational core to hold a city in the air together. And Well, they also, like... You know, in the comic books, the shield is a vibranium adamantium yes, uh, alloy. Like yeah. it's a combo of the two, which is the which is and, the only time it could ever happen. Right. It was the bonding of the two that they could never reproduce. Right. 
Right, yeah. adamantium um, and vibranium. Yeah, well, the other thing they can't reproduce is uh, Fox owns adamantium, and they're exactly. not giving it back. So, <laughs> so, so, well, look, I think, I think from a business standpoint, between Guardians of the Galaxy and this movie, they basically are like, okay, you have adamantium, we have vibranium. Fuck you, vibranium does everything, we don't need adamantium. <laughs> they're like, oh, mutants, uh, we have inhumans, and we can, just cre- we can use these fucking Infinity Stones to create whatever creatures we want we, you can have mutants and in terms of like fantastic four and outer space they're like yeah we have all the other aliens we have every other <laughs> fucking alien guardians of the galaxy so and we can go ahead and we can go ahead and make tony stark a dick because we can't use reed richards so <laughs> but, <laughs> but, they can't use reed richards because he's in the fantastic yeah. four yeah fox uh, has fantastic oh, four i didn't know that so right. that's why it was the chitari instead of the scrolls oh creature okay yeah yeah yep yeah and that's why Fantastic Four is now canceled because Ike Perlmutter's all pissed off about Fox. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, just the vibranium can can do anything. It's <laughs> and yeah, I did, that was no, it was a little yeah. You know, rest your scrotum on it and your dick will grow. Vibranium <laughs> uh, apply to infested area. It's, <laughs> hmm. But uh, I gotta no, go I take care of something. It, and and honestly, uh, the one other big shortcoming I had was I never bought into the homemade meteor plan. That thing never got higher up in the air than it than people could breathe. So you've got how much damage could it do? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a city, but it's an Eastern European city right now know. at this moment. Somebody is doing the calculations. No, I'm sure. And, we'll hear from Neil deGrasse Tyson about why that couldn't work or something. Yeah, and it's uh, I'm probably <laughs> I mean, overthinking it's just a, it's a it. But... Simple calculation, right? What, what's the mass of that thing, and how fast could you fucking rocket it downward? Yeah, you've got a physics right. background. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh... when you say background, that was that was deep background. <laughs> That was three majors and a lot of alcohol ago. <laughs> but it's there've got to be a million ways to wipe out the human race. You know, just keep building your Ultron Terminators and take us over like in the Age of Ultron right. comic Although, book. Yeah. Use vibranium to make a super nuke since it apparently can fucking do anything. You also, know. I guess its ascent into space was very fucking slow. Now that I think about it. Considering oh, like yeah. how, well, it's like, a city, Benari. You can't go that fast. How, how long will it take to get the city into space? I don't know. About Act Three. How's that sound? <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah I, no. That, although, I mean, I get it's the kind of thing where you almost go like, if you're talking about a evil robot trying to destroy the world, like that sounds so corny. That why not at just that point, fucking yeah. make a corny? I'm going to crash a city into the earth. Yeah, and it's it certainly makes great visuals, but they're similar visuals to at the, the third act of Winter Soldier where hey. everybody's on helicarriers and yeah, it's great visuals. Oh, I could fall off to my death. But... You know what's great visuals? Uh, there is a woman in that city that they showed a number of times in the background that had the best boobs. Oh, the blonde <laughs> in the, Yes, in the film. <laughs> over and over There's and always over one again. in one of Whedon's films. Yeah, there, there's always one. There was a... And it was, her, it was her kid, I guess. We ended up, it was her kid that was left behind, but I was yes. like, yeah, they, they, they were... keep showing this woman, I, as near as I can tell, only because she's got a great rack. Oh, yeah, there, there was the waitress in the first... Captain America saved my life. I'm like, who's who's talking? <laughs> this woman doesn't have a head, as far as I can tell. But... <laughs> Yeah, no, the, the woman at, in Sokovia, remarkably well-kept with excellent dentistry for a third-world country. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm a big believer in uh, the theory that uh, the physics in comic book movies operate differently than in our world. So in, in, in the universe where you can create an Ultron and a Vision, then the meteor can impact the Earth. Yeah. All right, that's fair. That's, fair. that's how they, physics work in that world. And they were blasting it down with repulsors or some goddamn yeah. thing. Vibranium, is there anything it can't do? <laughs> yeah. well, I think what's, what's clear is that Joss Whedon's in the pocket of big vibranium. 
That's right. We haven't Write discussed big vibranium's impact on our pop culture viewing. <laughs> and and this is this one is really a nitpick, but I wanted something more specific with Vision's powers. Yes, were, they needed to be more phasing. From yeah. yeah, that's exactly. I was I was totally waiting for him to be like halfway in the floor at yeah, some point. Yeah, yeah. I wanted that. There were a couple of little scenes, and I went and confirmed. Uh, Somehow. Uh, somehow. Um, yes, if you look closely, you can see him phasing his hands through Ultron Android bodies and tearing yes. them apart. But you, you really have to be looking because he could just as easily be punching through. Right. Yeah. It would not have been hard. You spent 30 seconds of him staring at a window at his own reflection. Take another five to have him reach out to touch it and reach through the window. Right. And you've shown what he can do. I actually thought that that's where they were going with that. He was just going to like move through the thing yeah. and freak everyone out because, you know, cool visual. But... Yeah, I mean, right now, as far as Joe Blow is concerned, his powers are he can fly, uh, he has eye beams, and he's magenta. That's really, <laughs> that's all anybody knows. And, and he can grow a cape on demand. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so I, snap I, wardrobe choices on I'm the actually, moment of birth. I'm actually embarrassed how much time mentally I spent during the film comparing the cape he grew to the cape he wore in the comics. I was like, hmm. Uh, Close-ish, mm, but... Yeah. <laughs> Well, he doesn't have the yellow gloves. The color palette is not quite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little shimmery. Yeah, it's a little shimmery. It was. Did, did Under Armour provide that the way they did everybody but else? That was style? some serious product <laughs> placement. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. and Crow. Yeah. All right. So, I, I, but you I, would, right? I mean, like in a, in a world where people wear a lot of spandex shit, like it, Under Armour is going to be a player. Somebody would, yeah, take the step. If there is a market in the United <laughs> States, somebody will fill in. Right on. In, in that universe, Under Armour has like Twitter money. <laughs> nice. All right, so any other shortcomings that we Did you talk about your issues with the development of of oh, the AI? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it was. <laughs> okay. So, the biggest problem I had and I have this problem because I in my day job am a software developer and mm -hmm. Joss Whedon is not. You've got Tony Stark who is a master programmer. He has programmed what is the closest to AI yep. in Jarvis that anybody has ever seen. And for him to take the gem from Loki's spear and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run code through it. It's like if, if I went online and said, hey, I found this DLL or this, this library for a program. It's a black box. It doesn't have a hash, so I can't even tell if it is what they say it is. It's got no documentation. Let me import it into my computer and run some code through it. Nothing bad could possibly <laughs> happen with this. He, he, yeah. For Tony Stark to do what he did, he'd have to be the kind of guy who opens every attachment in every meal, email he's ever His browser on. has like nine toolbars. Yeah. yeah. It's a, he's the guy who runs JavaScript live on his browser when he's that, looking at the sketchiest of porn sites. He's like, You know, now you that know, I think about it, though, I mean, the fact that he built Jarvis means he probably uses Ask Jeeves. For <laughs> Actually, I kind of love that as as the movie Tony Stark's fatal flaw is he's a super genius, but he's so fucking you know averse to controlling risk that he just opens up every attachment. Like, that, <laughs> like that's maybe how he meets the Black Panther as a Nigerian prince. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we gotta go to Wakanda. There's like a billion dollars there. <laughs> Oh, there really is a Wakandan prince? I had no... <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! That's pure no. fucking gold. Yeah. That's gold. <laughs> I am a prince from Wakanda, and my money is frozen. <laughs> I need you, friend. Vibranium. <laughs> Jesus. 
He's like, we got to go to Wakanda. There's a prince out there. Okay, Tony. Stop okay. Tony. Yeah, I guess if you're that rich, though, what? I mean, if you get a computer virus, just throw the whole thing in the fucking trash, buy a new computer. Uh, I suppose. But Build a new computer out of vibranium. But it's just, you know, as somebody who gets jar files for Java development and DLLs, it's like, no, I need to, You would know what that is before you fucking yeah. ran, you ran third-party black box code on your fucking <laughs> dev machine. You'd have to be out of your mind. But, <laughs> but again, Joss Whedon, uh, not a software developer. There you go. Chicks but. with dicks? I'm clicking this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that seems very efficient. <laughs> I, I would like the full experience. <laughs> you need a chick and then a dick, but a chick with a dick. That's just, I mean, that's just work smarter, not harder. I don't know. I just saw the Ted 2 restricted tailor. <laughs> there are no chicks with dicks. There's just dudes with tits. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. We've hit bottom. The show's canceled, I swear to God. Gee, how come the council never took off? <laughs> I don't think ABC's well, calling any of us. But... Hey, it's episode 69. What did you fucking do? <laughs> you did this. You did this. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some of the specific characters and characterizations. Right. Um, one thing I like, and I, I have a, a soft spot for the Scarlet Witch, and don't fucking look at me like that, Tim. It's not Buddy. what you think. I, I I came very close to. She's perfect. She was perfect. <laughs> well, it's, for great. me, my first comic book, and I'm I'm ashamed to admit I don't remember the issue number, but it was 1975. Okay. It was a Marvel team up, and Spider Man was my gateway character from Spidey Super Stories on mm -hmm. Electric Company. That's what got me interested in superheroes. Holy moly, Magnolia! The, the first comic book my dad bought for me was Marvel team up Spider Man and Scarlet Witch. So Scarlet Witch was my second superhero, basically. I married a goth girl. Where do you think that came from? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But so seeing this characterization, I think Whedon did some really interesting stuff. The, the one thing that I wish he had done is, Joss, if you're listening, if you're going to have characters with Eastern European accents, could you have someone coach them on Eastern European fucking accents? No, I read an article today, actually, that addresses that. Um, Elizabeth Olsen and whoever it is that's playing Quicksilver. Um, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yes. I think. Who cares? He's dead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, they they said, oh, was it hard? You know, getting coached and working on the accent for for this character. And they said, no, it's a made up country. It's not like they were gonna somebody from there was gonna stand up and say, <laughs> hey, that's wrong. <laughs> I Steve Marmel posted something on Twitter about them. He's like, uh, did those did the did uh, Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch ever catch moose and squirrel? <laughs> that was yeah. my thought. <laughs> that was so great. But uh, you know what? That I love that because one of my favorite things in in reading comics was those Chris Claremontisms where there would always be like the bad accents written out. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, the oh, characters yes. would have like these, you know, so, you know, fucking Gambit had that really bad New, New Orleans accent. New Orleans. Like, <laughs> yeah. New Orleans. And it would be A-W-L-Portly. Or, uh, you know, Colossus would be like, oh, duh, you're my little friend Wolverine. Like, he would speak like that. But when they did, but when they did the X-Men movie, like Colossus doesn't have an accent. They just, everyone's generic. Yeah. I yeah. love that they gave the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver accents just just for the comic book geek in me. At least they made an effort on it, but yeah, it just sort of faded in and out. I mean, there was there was an almost like Dracula like quality. There were times I was just waiting for Olsen to be like bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> But with with what Whedon did with the characterization, I thought were some interesting stuff to sort of show her as almost Avengers disassembled much more powerful than maybe you think and much yeah. crazier than mm -hmm. maybe you think and a little unbalanced. Right, but it was nice that they gave her that moment of like, you know, I love the scene with her and Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. look, you can yeah. stay here, you can hang out, I'll save you, it's all cool, but 
If you want to get in the game, do yeah. it. You're it. Like I, I thought that was like a really great moment for her character, like giving her the choice to like step up or not. Well, I think oh, it yeah. also came from a place of one. He's one of the the few just humans he's on a the dude. team. Yeah, he's just a guy. Who's yeah. good. but he's yeah. a dad. And that was he, yeah. that was his dad moment. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah Shit, sure. I never thought of that, but yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. First of all, we've discovered who's the brains in this family. Uh, <laughs> There's no fucking doubt I, about okay. it. I have an entirely overpriced English degree. This is what I'm using it for. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, for God's sake. Thank God. Otherwise, it'd be Hulkbuster cool. <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. Okay, thanks for listening. Scarlet Witch, pretty. <laughs> but uh, that moment was followed very soon after by yes, yeah, she seemed to embrace it, and she looks Hawkeye in the eye and says, "I will protect the gravity switch. That's my job." But then right. when when her brother is killed, she immediately abandons it <laughs> and puts puts the entire city and everyone in it at risk. She quits. Except except well, well, you know, <laughs> she's, because... she wasn't raised under capitalism. She doesn't understand how important your job well, is. Uh... And I will accept well, also, that. Also, <laughs> I'm, I'm much better with her uh, fucking that up because she's taking vengeance for the death of her brother rather than she's just bad at her job. Like, I'd, I'd prefer it that she, like, left her station to go... Oh, I don't know. Exact some sweet, sweet fucking, you know, fake Eastern European <laughs> justice <laughs> on, on a killer robot. Then like she just couldn't hold the fucking button. She's you know a teenager I mean? and she's flaky. That's yeah. true too. The though, I mean, yeah, <laughs> impulsive. She's been living in a, a cell. Yeah, I, <laughs> I liked I, I liked the development of her character though over the course of things. I know. Um, Based on some of the articles I read, like on ScreenRant.com, Olsen actually went and read the books. She's she's a big fan of House of M. Well, that's cool. She would love to see that come to the screen if that could ever be possible. Even though she knows there's no mutants. Mm, right. um, oh, we, we saw her uh, as a guest v. on the yeah. uh, the Daily Show. We we're we we're going through uh, some on the TiVo today, and yeah, she she name checked. Yeah, at least House of M. Um, one other. Uh, you would like yeah. to think they all do that. I mean, sure. maybe they don't, but you go, oh, I'm going to play Captain America. Maybe I should read some fucking comic I books. I don't think Renner yeah. did, and I think he did it on purpose. Well, There's not a lot there. Like, I mean, Hawkeye's never been particularly... Oh, uh, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Hawkeye's <laughs> been like a longtime comic book staple. Yeah, like, he, he's, often, he's often been a second stringer in the sense that he's rarely been able to carry his own book, but he's, he does have a long history. I've never a, bought the whole... How it, many arrows can you carry? Read, I mean, come on. Read Fractions Hawkeye. Yeah, read Matt Fractions Hawkeye. I think there are three trades out. If you got yeah. 20 minutes before uh, you have to leave after we're done with the show, we'll, we'll show you the first one. It's, it is <laughs> everything about Hawkeye when he's at home. He's in costume for about two pages, and otherwise it's just really? him at home dealing with the people around him and dealing with, you know, he lives in Bed-Stuy and there are Russian <laughs> mobsters trying to get into his building. All right. And it's vastly right. more... You've never steered me wrong... Uh, when it comes to literature. <laughs> Would you like some more rhyme? In other aspects of life, <laughs> you've been horrible fucking influences. It's but in terms of comic books say, and media, you've, you've generally steered me correctly. So I'll, uh, I'll let you do that. I would say also read Burns' short run on uh, Avengers West Coast mm. uh, from the 80s. And I think I read the, that in real time, Matt. Like I, yeah. In the 80s. I just, I just never bought Hawkeye. I just never, but I think what I always loved about Hawkeye was that he was so aware that he was not Captain America. Yeah, but you know what? And he was that character that was just like, well, he's not so great, fine. He's fucking You know what, know, what, know what Lost Man Hawkeye was? His mask with the super pokey things <laughs> over his eye. That's just fucking ridiculous. I'm like, I mean, if a guy can't be trusted to fucking make a 
decent mask. <laughs> well, Under Armour was not involved in the Marvel <laughs> Universe until about five years ago. So you had to sew your own shit, I guess. Mm, but, but getting back to Scarlet Witch, um, they, they definitely did a lot of things with her character that could set her up eventually for like an Avengers disassembled thing down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, they really showed her in very quick time exponentially gaining power from when they introduce her to the end of the movie. Yeah. Because at the beginning, it's just a little subtle mind things, a little bit of telekinesis. Then they have the bit later on that they steal from Spider-Man 2 where she stops the train yeah. to show how yeah. strong she yeah. is and she <laughs> didn't even realize that she was that strong. And then by the end, when she's all emotional over the death of her brother, she gives off a wave that's got the strength of an EMP. Right. And yeah. just levels. Right. You, I mean, I, so I came up with the sense and I, I, I had the sense at the time that she had kind of deliberately hidden Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, no, I, I she, can't really back that up, but like she sort of deliberately kept her power well, and that's secret from Zucker et al. That's sort of been the characterization that he had. She had through at least the early two thousands. You know, as you know, going into Avengers disassembled, which not to spoil it for you, but she was the cause of it. She had this huge power to warp reality, Goth chicks, and dude. was really <laughs> broken because of things that happened with her family, mm-hmm. and was manipulating reality to make herself feel better to the detriment of everybody so that's right in character with the comic Gee, she right. got her powers from the mind gem and she can warp reality it's 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 as though she got her powers from a gem that can warp reality right but, you know you can just call me a fucking moron that's fine <laughs> i don't mind well, technically, jesus the, christ you guys are the perfect well, fucking she has couple mind powers, <laughs> reality powers are totally different gem altogether but i do think that they're setting her up yeah like- amanda <laughs> But I do like that they're setting her and the Vision up as important players in the Infinity War with with Thanos, that all these characters are going to have a reason to be there as opposed to we're just throwing a bunch of superheroes at people. Mm -hmm. Like, they're all... Clearly, she's going to have a very important piece of the next movie. She's the first human being that he saw when he came out of the cradle. Was she? she? Yeah. First human that he set eyes on. Well, it's just the... And then he beats up Thor. (laughs) The the one moment where he scoops her up and they that, lock oh, that eyes. Was, uh, like I, a, with a little bit of research, I could probably find that image in a comic book somewhere because that seems absolutely. super yeah. familiar oh, to yeah. me. Definitely. That seems super familiar to me. So, I mean, at, at this point, we've talked about almost any all, all the characters at one point or another. Is there any other character beats or anything anybody's got? Uh, this is super tangential, I guess, but... Uh, when I told my boss I was taking the day off to go see Avengers 2 because I had to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking sentence that is. Uh, I love uh, the 21st century. <laughs> she uh, she brought me, uh, she's like, oh, you can do a podcast about it. I have this uh, entertainment weekly with some interesting facts about the Avengers. <laughs> go on. <laughs> so she brought it to me and they raised the point, and it's probably true, that Captain America is a virgin. Oh, yeah, that would seem accurate. Because well, when when would he have? In the movies, yeah. I guess he is. Yeah. So I think that is an interesting little uh, uh, facet to uh, Steve Rogers. They they make a point in Winter Soldier when Natasha has him kiss her, so they have cover when mm-hmm. the Hydra agents are there. She's like, so that was your first kiss in about 45 years, huh? Yeah, did it show? It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Again, my daughter loves that movie. I, my, uh, I've seen Winter Soldier and uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy probably 15 times in the last month. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've introduced children. God bless modern parenting. Dude, I'm telling you, it's not even modern parenting. It's third child parenting. Oh. <laughs> well, you're doing it right. But, uh, yeah, they've introduced Sharon Carter. So. Yep. Yep. 
and see now that I know that I'm I'm, I'm flashing the Bill Hicks wax dart bit and, oh. and Brody from Mallrats <laughs> with the shotgun yep. blast through the back. And these are things I don't want to think about no, Captain don't, America. Don't. Chris Evans does a But they didn't they didn't. They uh... considering his comic chops. If, have you ever either of you guys seen uh, the Losers movie? No. Yes. Oh yeah. my god. That is an undersung comic book adaptation. Yes. Don't don't show it to your your daughter. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the, just the comic chops that Chris Evans shows in that. Really? And compared to how straight an arrow he is in Captain America. That he does it really well. I, I could picture the dude from The Losers, you know, gacking one out on some <laughs> random chick's neck for the sheer lunatic thrill of it. By the way, but, I think that Evans is a fantastic Captain. Oh, America. he's perfect. Yeah, he's great. And I, and I say this to somebody again: when nobody's reading Captain America, right? I was reading. I mean, I have in my bathroom just uh, just there when I hide from my family, and <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, from when he became nomad. I have that just lying around. <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, yeah, just uh, whatever. He, I think he's perfect. I think he's ideal. I can't think of anybody who would be better. Yeah, absolutely. It's a. I'm trying to think of a bad casting choice in any Marvel movie. That's one thing they've always had down. So I don't. I'm. I don't. You guys probably know more than me, but I haven't paid any attention. There must be some structure to the people behind the MCU. That is, someone is. I feel like there's one clear vision for it. Yes, oh, I mean they definitely mapped everything out. I mean the fact the fact that we know what the Avengers movie in 2019 is going to be is insane. And like in 2020, like that we know Marvel's vision for the next like 16 years of movies is insane. Well, the Warner Brothers has DC planned out until 2030. If they and can I'm make not any money. gonna see any of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, here was here was this might possibly have been my favorite part about going to see. Uh, the Avengers movie is the trailer for Superman Batman starts. And I know that Zack Snyder was being like, Haha, I'm going to put my trailer in front of the Avengers movie. It's going to be so awesome. And the movie, like the trailer plays and it's such a bummer. And it's like, and it takes all these like moments that were cool in a comic book, but it takes them and sh makes them shittier somehow and boring <laughs> and like overblown and just a bummer. And the trailer ends and people are like, well, I'm not seeing that. Like a whole, like a, <laughs> a theater full of fucking comic book nerds are like, don't need to see that movie. Boo. Well, uh, Amanda and I talked about it on the show a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, repurposing Dark Knight without the weight of this is Batman's final battle. And it's a bummer. And it yeah. really is a tragic yeah, ending yeah. for yeah. Batman, along with the smarts. And it's weird having read Holy Terror to be able to say the smarts of Frank Miller to say, <laughs> yes, th this is the moment, but it's after these terrible things happen to Superman and he's at half power. Yeah. And still, Batman can barely hang on without cheating. It's, you know. Again, I'm, I'm out of my day. I haven't watched. The only part of Man of Steel I saw was my uh, sister-in-law's name in the credits. That's okay. Oh. Well, that's good, and I'm, um, which, yeah, that's, who, who, I, like wish, Superman? I wish no, I had yeah. that piece of shit. How cool is this? My sister-in-law, who is in the Air Force, uh, she is the liaison between the Air Force and Hollywood. Oh, oh that's fantastic. So if they nice. want to use military shit in the movie, they have to go through her. Oh, that's cool. So she's on, she's on, my sister and, and, and her have been in several films. They're on set for everything. They go to the Academy Awards every year. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great gig. It's a great gig. Uh, wow. Yeah. It's. I don't want to get heavily into it. I I will defend Man of Steel up to a point. I, okay. I'm well, we need to have. I, 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 I mean, I'm not trying podcast. to be a, a shitty anti <laughs> anti DC guy. That's the only part I've seen. It looks like okay. I mean, no, it's, it's a terrible movie. It's I'm, a terrible fucking movie. I'm the, I, 
Again, <laughs> I, I'm the only holdout from the fucking Marvel DC fucking schism back from the 80s. I still <laughs> make mine Marvel. <laughs> well, by the way, Marvel's won. Okay. I oh, yeah, clearly. Marvel's won. <laughs> Although Arrow's pretty good. I, I, um, and what, what I, DC look, is... The Flash is fun on TV, but like Marvel is winning. Mm. Marvel, the Marvel Disney juggernaut is winning. I will not put Man of Steel above really any Marvel movies except the Thor ones, and it's just because they, they didn't hook me in. I'll, yeah, I'll defend I'm... Man of Steel, and it will take me a long time to do it, and it will be within the context of uh, superhero stories and Miracle Man 15 and a whole variety of things. Is it a Superman yeah. story? It absolutely is not a good Superman story. And that's Superman it. That's the story. end of the, like, for me, it's like it was a terrible Superman movie. It's but, a terrible, terrible Superman movie that's not Superman. By the end of the movie, he's, it's not Superman. It's like, and he had a shitty dad. Fucking, you know, the whole thing. Like, oh, this is shitty advice. Oh, this town of people that already knows you're a freak, don't save me and the dog, and I want you and your mom to watch me die in a tornado. You guys Fuck keep talking you. DC for three minutes. I got to go pee. Okay. Also, by the way, son, if you could go build me a baseball diamond in a cornfield, I think that yeah. would be helpful. That's, that's a different feat of superheroics. But it's what a, a piece of shit movie. It's oh. a, I, I will defend it on the basis of this is a guy who was not trained not only to fight but to use his powers was trained badly by his father on earth yeah and... he had a bad dad it's <laughs> yeah. a bad dad movie but okay? it... it's a she's what happens if superman's raised by a shitty dad that happens you get a really <laughs> shitty miserable movie and hey director and writer of this shitty movie why don't you go write 10 more movies and take control of the whole dc universe what a miserable fucking place that would be to live in <laughs> oh no my planet this means hope i don't think hope means the same thing it means on this planet then there's a lot of Fucking people died in your fucking movie. All right, it was like 15 9-11s in like half an hour. And then you're like, all right, I'm Superman. You got to trust me. Fuck you. You didn't say you saved Lois. You saved Lois. <laughs> Meanwhile, 15 million people died. You've convinced me. Fuck it. Let's go for Snyder's head. I think you want to direct this to David Goyer. <laughs> but it's... I, I will not defend it as a really good movie. It is not a Superman movie, but as a story about a guy who was not raised... To be Superman, who is presented by this scenario and is trying to do the best he can and doesn't know how to fight versus soldiers who have the same power that he does. Uh, I'm willing to forgive a certain amount. Now, with that said, that's under the particular context of, fine, I'll, I'll accept it here, but now you've written a check of, and now we have trained him to be Superman he better be Superman a, in the next a, one. It, it, but the movie, it was like humorless and devoid of fun. And the only way that that movie will be any good is if at the end of that Superman-Batman fight, the like Christopher Reeve Superman shows up and is like, what <laughs> fucking alternate world is this where everyone's uh, shitty? we got to get back to our real world. And it turns out they're all the fucking crime syndicate and it's like the alternate <laughs> universe. Like, it's the only way that, that I'll buy that, that movie. Otherwise, piece of shit, don't watch it. Just fuck it, that movie. Fuck Zack Snyder. <laughs> All right, I made it back just in time. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. Make mine Marvel. Make mine Marvel, son. <laughs> That's my ad. Avengers <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to. <laughs> didn't mean to poke you like that, but uh, these guys can't see you. It's so much fun to watch you on this rant <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, so all right, we'll, we'll go back to Age of Ultron because I think even over the internet I can see a vein going above your left eye, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
You yeah, need a lullaby? So, so, <laughs> nice. so where do we? What's your play here? <laughs> where do we put Age of Ultron in like our, our top four, five, six Marvel movies? It's got to be one or two for me. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I got in a, I got in a just a, the day before I saw the film, I got in a discussion about the, my favorite uh, Marvel movies, hmm. and uh, I put Guardians of the Galaxy first. Uh, yeah, I, I think Guardians almost has to be first. And I think I liked this better than Guardians, but it's it's close. So I th- I would say Age of Ultron, Guardians. Okay. One and two. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, see, I'll go with, for me, it's number one is Captain America Winter Soldier. That's my yeah, that, Winter, that's, Winter Soldier's top three. Yeah. Easily. It, yep, 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 it, yep, yep. Just a, a little bit different tone than the rest, and it adds a level of moral ambiguity to S.H.I.E.L.D. and the government that I think are going to be really important. They're obviously going to be really important and, for Civil War to work. And it has apparently crush-worthy, sad Winter Soldier. Sad Bucky. <laughs> well, it's, and it really made the fact that Captain America is a man out of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, a, yeah. a virginial from the greatest generation, we are off to fight evil. But a nicely not... Like, not utterly naive. About like he's it. very self-aware. He's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm totally lost, and I'm just going, you know. Yeah. Where he goes, you know, uh, the rest of the guys in my uh, barbershop quartet are all dead. Like that. I thought that's he yeah. gets it. He gets it. Yeah. 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 But it, it makes it a very important element to the story. That's your number and, one. And yeah, that's my number one. Number two is probably the first Avengers. I still like the first Avengers mm-hmm. better. It's because no matter well, what, I, I, I think I think there's I think there's a lot of. It lags. I, think. I don't want to say think... wasted space, but a lot of. It's... And and again, you had to. The first Avengers, you had yeah. to. The second Avengers benefits from the 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 blah 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 blah. I you think had to that they've the done a Avengers. good job of building on the good movies that they've made, and they get better. Like it's not often that you see the movies actually improve as they go along. And I think that like they had the misstep with Iron Man two, which was kind of like, oh, how do we crank? Like you know, we, I dug. I know I'm way an outlier sure. on this, but I dug Iron Man too. I sure, love that I think there were good moments, movie. but I think Thank that you. it was like cramming. Oh, it was oh like, sure. It's like proto Marvel of like, how do we get all these characters here? And they didn't hadn't quite figured out. Hey man, you got to relax. <laughs> or oh, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> I love, fuck it. I don't know, man. Make it work in that movie. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, any larger structural issues? Make it work. Fucking makes that movie. All I know is uh, Sherbinari. When, yeah, when Tim true. says he he likes a movie you don't like, it's oh well, you've got a point. With me, I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the fucking jujitsu. He, well, he knows. I, I'm saying even like the Marvel movies that don't work that well are great. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, whatever my least favorite is, and I I don't know that I could even tell you what it is. Whatever it is, it's still a fucking great movie. Yeah, there has not been a. Uh, a yeah. Marvel movie I didn't like. I, I will say even Hulk is better than Man of Steel. I'll put Man of Steel above the Thor movies, but Thor has <laughs> never been my favorite character. Thor 1 I did not dig very much. Thor 2 I enjoyed more. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, and I, But I never even liked Thor back in the day. My best friend Eric Olsen was huge into Thor, mostly because his last name is Olsen, and I think ah. he was like kind of a self-discovery Norwegian <laughs> right. uh, uh, thing. <laughs> Uh, but I never, I never dug Thor. Even in the, even in the Ultimates, I didn't even fucking dig that reinterpretation of Thor. Uh, mm-hmm. And the movies just did not, did not click for me. Uh, he's great, by the way. He's great in this movie. Yes, Thor, yes, yes, and yes. The Age of Ultron. This he was seemed, like his seemed, best movie. It seemed like he seemed sort of very modern. Like, and I, and I, I liked the. It felt like his, you know, just this Thor character has been in our world so much that now he's kind of toned the fucking. As guardian Shakespearean rhetoric yeah. down a little bit. Thor has always worked best for me, surrounded by humanity. 
Yes. Yeah. You know, you, you put yeah. Thor on Asgard and I just kind of tune out. It just has never worked for me because there's nothing there I can relate to easily because I'm pretty stupid. I really need to be spoon fed. <laughs> but that's why I liked Straczynski's run on Thor. It's it, he and even the rest of the Asgardians are just in, where were they, Montana? It was yeah. Brixton, wherever. Yeah. And it's they're surrounded by humanity and trying to relate with them. And so that, so yeah, you put Thor on the Avengers with a bunch of regular people, at least more or less humans, more or less, um, yeah, yeah. And, and it works better for me. And when it's just you know, hey, Thor, and here's the Rainbow Bridge, and it's uh, all right, it kind of loses. Well, me. I think Hemsworth... I would totally make out with Kat Dennings though. Just <laughs> for the uh, she's the best thing about that first Thor movie. Yeah, Hemsworth has come a long way as an actor from that first movie. Certainly, um, when. When, I guess, Whedon, I don't know, did Whedon discover him, or he was cast? Uh, I honestly don't know, because I, I don't think Whedon was involved yet. Cause no, the first all I know was... is his workout routine. <laughs> <laughs> kettlebells, he does a lot of kettlebells. Lot of, okay. Yeah. I, but he's he's just one of those ones, it, over time, like, he found acting lessons or something. I think he started in Australian soaps or some some ilk. But it's like David Boreanaz is in the first like episode he shows up in, in Buffy where he's wooden and awful and like nice to look at, but that's about it. And then over time he learns how to act. Yeah. It, that's yeah. that's how yeah, I, I feel about Hemsworth. <laughs> so oh, yeah, he's he's certainly just, just a better actor in this film than anything so far. But in each of the movies he's gotten progressively better. So what's your what's your least favorite Marvel movie? Uh probably Thor. Um Thor, Thor two, they yeah, like I said, Thor just doesn't Yeah, probably Thor. Yeah, from the bottom, uh, Thor, then Thor two, and then probably uh, the Incredible Hulk. But even that, I, did, I, you I know, own it I on Blu-ray. It's okay. I didn't see that movie because at the time I didn't realize that there was the whole thing going on. Well, <laughs> I've been burned too many times. It's, like uh, at the time, there, there really wasn't. I mean, that original post-credit sequence was written at the last minute by Brian Michael Bendis, no and shit. just sort of yeah. thrown in as fan service. Because in the ultimate, like, oh, Nick a, Fury, right, it's like oh, it's a big universe, you know. Yeah, but yeah, Nick Fury um, was supposed they modeled him on Samuel L. Jackson in the Ultimates, right? So it was just pure fan service, and it got such a reaction. They did another one real quick to get Robert Downey Jr. into Hulk. No shit. And to yeah. sort of tie it together to yeah. see if that excitement continued, and it was those really two almost throwaway things that move Marvel Studios toward. All right, well maybe there's really an interest in. It's funny. I read on the internet about people uh, this, the, in the Avengers too how there's not a total post credits scene. There right. isn't. I read on the internet that in some theaters, like the the ushers were like. There's no there's more. A, there's, there's not another scene. Hope. You can go. Yeah. yeah at our, just, at turn, our, just try to turn the theater over. At, at our local theater, yeah, there were signs all over the place. There was no post-credit stinger. Yeah. Yeah. That's they put awesome. signs up all over the That's place. That's awesome. So and they brought the lights up real quick, like after after yeah. Thanos. So it was lights. Which I love. It's like, don't, it's like, I, by the way, I loved how straightforward that Thanos. I'll do it myself. Like fucking. Oh yeah. That, so tell, that tells me exactly where we're going. Josh Brolin as Thanos. Face value, it's a you can't. But he's been doing really well in the last couple of movies. Oh, yeah. I would getting getting into the top movies. I I I think I would put Hulk on the bottom, only because yeah, you would. But enough about me. Just out of self preservation. Dear Penthouse. Now, um, <laughs> the I just I think for that one there. It's uh, it suffered from a couple of things. I never really bought Norton as Banner, okay. And CGI was still only coming along, so with some of the effects, it didn't work as well as it might have. Say now, okay. Mm -hmm. um, then I put the Thor movies 
I like them, but they weren't as good as the others. In my top three, I have to give a shout out to the first Iron Man because if yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. hadn't have sold Tony Stark the way he did, yeah. we wouldn't have any of this. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's yeah. I, I think you can't downplay the importance of Iron Man. I feel like Iron Man, Winter Soldier, yeah, and 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 Guardians, and and the reason why I throw Guardians in there, it's really hard for me to say. I feel like Age of Ultron, the Avengers, is almost like its own thing because. Guardians sort of sets up the universe in the same way that Iron Man set up this whole universe. There's something so fun about discovering something for the first time. See, You're just, like, oh, potential. Yeah, I just come at it from such a, like I said, I'm a very simple consumer of media. I'm like, right. I had the most fun <laughs> So it's got to be number one. Yeah, you yeah. Know? that's valid. That's utterly valid. I mean, for, for me, uh, Age of Ultron is fourth. Third is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Just a same thing, the sense of discovery and just pure fun. Fun. I was and telling, I was tell, I was telling so you earlier, I actually told somebody this 100% earnestly, that Guardians of the Galaxy is a delightful movie. Absolutely. It is delightful. Delightful. <laughs> I was just like, I was delighted at every moment. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, so yeah, I'd put uh, Age of Ultron fourth. My fifth is Iron Man 3. Cause, okay. Yeah, again. I had a blast at that movie too. I thought yeah. that was so much fun. Yep. So, all right, uh, Benari, what, what's, what's your order? Uh, it's or, it's tough, man, because I think I feel like I'll go back and forth between Winter Soldier and Guardians. Don't like, be a pussy, Benari. Tell us. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say, for now. I, I still have to sit with Age of Ultron, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Winter Soldier is probably like number one. I think, and uh, also because they did Captain America right, mm. and and so good. It was just yeah. such a great. Had a different feel. It was a fun movie to, to go through, but also I, it had like good depth and and the chemistry between beats. him and the Falcon. Oh, who was, I oh yeah I, I call him the Falcon. I, I should actually use the yeah. character's name, but he's the Falcon. That that opening scene with like just the On banter is like so. <laughs> yeah, if that's what you want to call it, like yeah. that. Uh, it's perfect, perfect. Yeah, and it's totally valid to say I need to spend some time with Age of Ultron because for both Iron Man that's three. True. Yeah, and for Winter Soldier, they moved up the more I saw him. When I first walked out of Winter Soldier in the theater a year ago, was that was pretty solid. I probably put it, you know, eh, maybe a little bit below the first one. But as I watched it another couple times, it's like that a Nick lot Fury scene when he's that Nick Fury scene when he's trying to get out of the car, the car chase, and <laughs> oh yeah, like, oh my god, that was amazing. What a great scene! See, I didn't even like Iron Man three the first time I saw it. I was <laughs> I was disappointed, and now I'm like. That's a good movie. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. first time I saw Iron Man 3, I'm like, that wasn't even as good as Iron Man 2. But yeah, when I watched exactly it another two or three times and realized, you know, okay. It really moves up. Yeah, it really moves yeah, it up. Does. Yeah, and I'm still disappointed beyond human comprehension with Winter Soldier in the theater when they showed the headstone with Ezekiel 2517. I was the only one in the theater. Got it. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. In my defense, I blinked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure you did. I did. Um, I. I feel so guilty how much whiskey I'm drinking. It's, but, it's yeah. okay. Dude. I can buy more. I don't have a child to send to college. Yes. <laughs> uh, based on the grades I saw this past quarter, I don't either. Uh. So, Amanda, where, where does it fall for you? Um, I would say number one goes to Winter Soldier. Um, as an aside, it, a thing I've been noticing with, say, the Russo brothers on, on that movie, Whedon on his movies, I... I love the what becomes familiar sort of like banter and dialogue and patter between mm -hmm. the characters. Mm -hmm. But there are moments, say, in Winter Soldier where Scarlet, uh, Scarlett Johansson was going back and forth with Chris Evans. And I'm like, oh, this is a Jeff and Britta argument. Like it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it, it pulled me out just slightly and then I, I got back in. <laughs> I love the chemistry in that movie so much, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so perfect. It's a, that... I love that platonic friendship, it, like the pure platonic well, friendship. Well, and that's one thing I did really dig about Age of Ultron, how they... 
specifically said he's my best friend. Like, yeah. With Bob yeah. Hawkeye. Like, I yeah. love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Aunt Nat. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. But after after I realized that it was the same sort of direction between Black Widow and and Captain America that they might have given to um, Joel McHale and whoever it is mm-hmm. that plays Britta, I kept waiting for for Widow to do something boneheaded, which she would never. So he go, "Oh, you widowed it. You totally widowed it." <laughs> um, so that would be my number one. My number two is Guardians of the Galaxy because any movie that I can watch, because um, I was suffering from some sort of awful like headache that. Li- turned into like a, a muscle tear in my neck that weekend. Yeah. And I was on about 800 milligrams of, of ibuprofen. Scotch. You were on 800 milligrams <laughs> and, of scotch. And scotch. <laughs> but I, I, it, it made me forget that I was in horrible, terrible pain each time that I saw it that weekend because we saw it multiple times that weekend. Yeah. Um, That's the hell of doing a comics podcast. <laughs> we have to watch these movies over and bitch. over again. I but, gotta go talk to comedians about their fucking lives. <laughs> but it did um, such such awesome world building and was so successful in sort of in setting tone for the cosmic yes. universe that they'll be heading out into. And I, and again, like Iron, the first Iron Man, if that movie hadn't been successful, then how would the plans going forward to have right, an Infinity right. War yeah, yeah, play yeah, out? Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I'd cap that with the first Iron Man because I'm sentimental like that. No, the first Iron Man it was. I, it's we've we're. It's, in all this stuff we're talking about, it's like we're so we have so much now. You have to stop and go back just a little bit and go. That first Iron Man movie was it was still a great. Movie. They got it right. Well, <laughs> yeah. It was that moment you're like, "Fucking yes, well, it's, I, yes." I yeah. still remember when Marvel Studios was just becoming a concern, and they were talking about we're going to make an Iron Man movie. I'm like, "He's a second stringer. Nobody's going to go I, see." I was never yeah. into Iron Man. <laughs> of all the of all the comics I was never into, I was never to Iron Man the most. But it it, yeah. sh- it showed how smart they were the minute that they announced Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, and, and it's easy to gloss over or forget right now the problems Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, had that, yeah. that matched up to Tony Stark sure. so well. It was like, okay, that's inspired, and now I'm interested. You could almost make, also, Now that you say that, you can make a case that that's the moment that the MCU became a thing, was choosing Robert Downey Jr. Robert, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No question about it. Uh, and I think it's also a great lesson in sometimes characters that work best on the page uh, oh. translate to the screen, but also sometimes characters that don't work on the page work phenomenally well on screen. So Tony Stark, the character, is kind of boring on the comic book page. I don't want to spend time with him dealing with like hostile takeovers. And yeah, he seems like a third-string uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. 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 Oh, exactly. I'm rich and I'm smart. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but on film, it's the most compelling like alter ego you can think of. So you're, you're also enjoying the guy outside of the armor. Billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Yeah. 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 That's why I would argue, actually... Fantastic Four as a movie franchise doesn't work, and it's a much better comic book. It has to be. It's yeah. Well, Mr. Mr. Fantastic, there's just trying to make that look not fucking stupid in a movie is impossible. Yeah, yeah. it's. I and mean, it's just impossible. It's been trying. It's it's it, it's too fucking corny. Yep. There's just no way. Yeah. I, and if I, somebody can do it, then they need a fucking uh, Academy Award because it's just too dumb. Yeah, I, I've. I'm not... super stretchy. Fucking super, <laughs> super. Well, it's I, I get why Stan Lee did it. It's earth, fire, air, and water. Holy shit! You just noticed that? Fantastic Four. <laughs> was never my jam, dude. I, 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 <laughs> but uh, so uh, that that's why he did it. Um, I I saw Holy the shit. I saw the first trailer 
um, that really didn't show anybody. I haven't seen any newer ones because, yeah, Fantastic Four, those original movies were just such... I don't even think I saw Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, God. The first yeah. one was so was so bad, I was angry. Yeah. <laughs> I was angry, like, fuck this, yes. fuck you. Although, you know who's great? Chris Evans. Chris yes. Evans yeah. Yeah. Another one right. clearly just said, hey, I can fly. This is awesome. I enjoy this. Yeah. But... Um, so yeah, I'm not, and I do like Fantastic Four. I've had it in my polls for forever. So enjoy uh, them should, while they last. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it's over now. The, la- the, the last issue, at least it'll be the last issue until the Fantastic Four DVD comes out. Yeah. Uh, it just came out this week and it was not bad. I, you know, I, I'm actually bummed. I guess that I, 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 now that I think about it, I guess the MCU mythology is set up to such that the invaders will never be a thing. I was really that hoping. was my jam. But but that was a nice little reference that Ultron made, Invaders, Invaders. to Avengers. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yes, yes, yep. yes. I had been hoping in the course of the Peggy Carter series yes, yeah. that they were going to do mm-hmm. more exploring that, that as they uncovered God. Stark's creations, we were going to find a human torch. Peggy Carter is Spitfire, right? I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's. I wonder if they could do something with it, because Jim Hammond, Human Torch, is a completely different. Totally non- different thing. I, I, right. And I always. I was like the only guy who knew that there was another Human Torch. Yeah, well, back in the day, right? Again, I lived and in Colorado Springs, so my pool of people <laughs> was not as deep, perhaps, as people in a fucking first world city. But, well, I'll uh, be curious what they do with the Netflix stuff because Daredevil's been such a success without the limitations of network television. Right. Yeah. So what do they have? Uh, there's there's a lot Iron, Iron Fist, right? Uh, yep. yep. Black Panther. Well, think, uh, but they're doing power. Yeah, they're doing. Uh, you know, they're doing uh, Luke Cage. Yeah. They're doing Iron Fist. They're going to do a Defenders movie. Yeah, they're um, doing Jessica a, Jones. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Right. Okay. Okay. Black Panther's getting his own movie. Yeah. <sighs> Correctness. It's fucking nine whiskeys deep. I don't even mean that. I love the Black Panther. And and honestly, I think they've earned our trust at this point. I think you could do a kick-ass Black Panther movie. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, no. The, wh- whoever shadowy person is in charge, there's like I said, I there's some person who's his name's Kevin Feige. Okay, uh, he's, fine. I don't know if he's the head of Marvel Studios or what his title is, but yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, he, one I have 100 percent trust. He has not made a misstep as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's a, yeah. The, the worst of the Marvel movies are. This is a character I don't care about, so it's only okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a, and no, even the Ant Man, like that trailer for Ant Man, I'm I'm in it for that train joke. The alone. train joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> If like if not for the train joke, I'd be like, eh. But the train joke, I'm like, eh. It's fine. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> so, the train joke goes. Somebody gets it. it. Somebody gets <laughs> it. Yeah. But you, you know what? That that's the first one where I'm like, I don't know because I really like Edgar Wright as a director. I loved World's End. It's one of my favorite movies oh, sure. in the last five years. So mm-hmm. when that whole thing happened, that's the first one where it's like, uh, I don't know. But yeah, there's well, a, there's a lot of goodwill with fans of Edgar Wright that needs to be won back, and that's that's gonna be tricky, I think. Yeah, it's what? yeah. We'll we'll see what they do with it. I mean, I feel like I mean, I my my gut tells me they have such, you know, they they have such oomph right now that if it sucked, they could just like make it go away. Yeah, they could disappear it. We we, we yeah. could say that it was like hacked uh, by the North Koreans. Something. And they yeah. Send it direct. To right. That was totally manufactured. Screening, right. Like, I'm, not the one, yeah. I'm not the only one that was totally manufactured. Yeah. Like, like yeah, oh, okay. we just realized that this is gonna suck. All right, we gotta find a way to get this to yeah. streaming. Yeah, they have. <laughs> yeah, they have so much goodwill that they've managed to keep Agents of Shield on the air. <laughs> you know what? Though I I changed my fu- whole fucking tune about Agents sure, of Shield. Sure, but that should have been canceled after the second episode. <laughs> it was that awful was, like, up until until Winter Soldier. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It but was, it, like there's no other, that's how much goodwill they have is that they were just like look uh, we can correct the ship. But now it's good. <laughs> it's not it's not 
tremendous, but it's good. Oh yeah, it's it's fun. It yeah. was you know we we certainly watched it leading up to Winter Soldier, but even then it was okay. And yeah, yeah. Know, my my but, buddy, yeah, who, the uh, the uh, the uh, the Thor episode with uh, the chick from Alpha with um, Sif. Yeah, yeah. Sif, yeah. Oh. So, Jamie Alexander. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Alphas. I'm, I'm not telling you to watch Alphas. Right, you watched Alphas. Yes, Alphas? we did. We we watched the first we watched the first season and they stacked up on the old TiVo before it died. Oh, that's canceled. what happened. Oh, okay. So we have to catch up. The second you gotta watch the second season just because it ends with everybody in the world being dead except an autistic kid, and then the se- the series got canceled. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's a pretty bleak fucking ending. Libertarian fucking. Uh... <laughs> the autistic shall inherit the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're meek. Sometimes I'm, I'm gonna get myself vaccinated again. I just that's what I just love right? that. I love that the uh, that the most predominant trope in television is that it's an autistic child running everything. That's <laughs> like everything well, because that's television. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's well, exactly what I'm saying. Well, I was gonna say that goes right to uh, Saint Elsewhere, doesn't it? Where the yeah. whole series was yeah. the mind of an autistic child, which again is that's you couldn't make a better you couldn't have a, a better metaphor for television. That's how Community is going to end. It, this was all in the mind of Abed. It's can, can we have a show where it's it's in the mind of just a reckless alcoholic? Then I'll feel like maybe I got a future. Just wake up, it's just Rob. Just Rob, like what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have gone home. I should have gone home. Oh no! Well, I'll, I did it again. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Given my trepidation about Ant Man and your guys' enthusiasm, do you want to tentatively say we'll regroup the Sunday after Ant Man and talk about that one? Done. 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 All right. Sounds good. It's a plan because this has been a fucking blast. I'll probably be drunk till then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, see, that's that's sort of the 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 up and downside of doing a podcast like this. It's like I would love to just be a consumer sometimes. Sure, but then there's a part of me that it, it's like when when I was doing comedy, like I can't listen to humor now and not deconstruct the joke. Oh, it's the yeah yeah. Um, so I do the same thing with anything geek related that I consume now. It's like I have to turn it around in my brain. Yeah, but I don't have a problem with that because I still love it. Now, the, yeah. the fact that, okay, I have to take extra time with all of it to be able to talk about it for a while every week, that's just a yeah. bonus to me. No, I, I, I agree, but it, it does make it, you know, make it harder sometimes to just sit and enjoy something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it also gives, particularly you and me, since we're uh, Amanda on it all the time, like I said, part of why I love doing this show is people on it, and usually it's just Amanda, can change my mind about stuff because people think different ways. Yeah. It's just, I, I have, have a blast ideas. with it. Sure. <laughs> so. Well, you know, what's interesting is that the movies... You can and you can see this with Daredevil. In Daredevil, because it's a television scene, uh, a, sh- a television show, the scenes have longer to unfold. They can take right. their time and develop things mm. slowly. You know, is it really and, accurate to call it a television show, though? I, I mean, I don't know. It's episodic. I guess. Okay. It's, it's just, yeah. it's, but, it's, but I I have a theory that nobody gives a shit about. Uh, <laughs> okay, moving but, on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, but like, uh, and I started with with Orange is the New Black. Like when you write a show for Netflix, mm-hmm. knowing like that knowing movie. that people are going to binge it, mm. yeah, you've got to write it differently than if you're writing it for an episode a week every week, right? Sure. So but Daredevil isn't really a television show; it's a fucking whatever nine-hour movie. Yeah, sure. Well, I, but see, this goes back to the cliffhanger. You know, the what made episodic movies work so well with like the the weekend cliffhangers. You know uh, that. People would come back to them. Like you had to keep them coming back, right. and that's what com- that's what made comic books work. Is that the comic books were episodic, so a lot of these developments were soap opery and would build to something. There'd be a huge twist, and you had to come back for more. 
That's what Daredevil is able to do. In a movie, it's a little bit different because you need one arc and it needs to close out and then maybe give a taste for like the next thing to bring them back. But it's like that's at two and a half hours at a time. Yeah, but I, I think what Tim's getting at is those twists, those cliffhangers don't necessarily have to be all that big. They have to be big enough so that you will not pick up the remote right. and turn but off yeah, Netflix. Yeah, you go, oh, one but, more. But, that's, yeah. all, that's all you need. <laughs> uh, okay, one more. Yeah, it's a, a, I mean, that's true. Netflix has changed the way. Uh, I mean, you're you're a TV writer, so, Bernard. Like, I feel like like knowing that people are going to watch a, a season at a time. It's absolutely different. You it's you, you have different. to write it differently than you write it thinking like, "Fuck, I have to keep these people interest over fucking three, four, five months." Right. But I think. That, yeah. But I think I yes, think. absolutely. But I think that it's what's what's terrific about this is that that's a good thing. That it's actually that 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 the Netflix TV experience, and again, we can use Agents of Shield, uh. the the network equivalent is you still have the constraints of like network tele- writing for network television and sponsors and things like that, ads and, and commercial breaks and seasons and whatever. Where Netflix, you have carte blanche to do whatever you want right. and let the story sprawl right. as and knowing you're building to something and you're and that's world building. That's and and you can do more than a movie does because you know you have twelve hours or however long right. you're gonna get to spend with these characters. I actually feel like Agents of Field Shield would be fine if it, did, it had slightly less physically attractive people. <laughs> <laughs> My, that, that's all it is. They go, yeah. they just look like fucking like BBC actors. Uh, yeah. It would all be fine. My, like, my, my buddy uh, who goes by Trebuchet when he's a guest on the show. Oh, uh, I don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Calls a... Uh, calls, uh, Grant Ward. Grant Ward, Agent Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they're just... They're just... It's, they're clean, like in the network yeah. TV way. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yes. there's like clean and beautiful. The computer yeah. hacker is a fucking 10. You know, like. <laughs> right, right. The, yeah. the hardest looking uh, person on there is Mr. Hyde. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, and even he's fucking Agent Cooper beautiful. Underneath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I just think we live in a fucking golden age. It's amazing that we. That, we fucking that, won, kids. Is we won. <laughs> we won. It, absolutely. That's, you know, uh, last week we flew to Chicago for a giant comic convention that. I went to comic conventions in the 80s and 90s. Shit, dude. Never and like it, this. Never like this. Yeah. No. And it's, you know, we were spoiled on San Diego for years. And it's like, all right, well, we've never been to Chicago. Let's try it out. It was so, even Boston Comic Con now. Mm-hmm. You know, Benari, I, I know you went at the same time we used to, and it would be in like the basement of a hotel and mostly retailers and like one or two artists. And mm-hmm. now it sells out the Seaport World Trade Center, and there's programming and there's shit to do and see every single day. It's worth going for three days. It's yeah. unbelievable. They got to fix their panel programming, though. <laughs> well, the, the problem is they try to clear the room every time, which means you can't get a good flow going, and right. they, they don't know how to run lines there. So well, Chicago had that figured insane. out. Yeah. yeah. So I have a question to throw. Who would be your ideal character to show, like that hasn't been teased yet? Who would be? Who do you most want to see show up now? <sighs> That's tricky and not a thing I've really thought about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just because Marvel's damn, clearly damn. doing this sort of like, we're going to keep the franchise going by constantly introducing one of our 15,000 comic book You know characters. what? You know what? Rom. <laughs> oh. Rom. Make Rom work. Fucking let's, let's go. You want to go? Let's go. <laughs> I, I would agree with you, except that they don't there's, have the rights to there's rights yeah. issues. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. They reverted back to what Hasbro or whatever, and now nobody knows who really Okay, has Micronauts. Them. Make me a Micronauts. Uh, same problem with the Micronauts. Yeah. Dakota <laughs> North, motherfuckers. <laughs> 
Dakota North could easily have a Netflix series. She right? could be easily. phase two. Yeah, I would sure. watch the yep. fuck out of a Dakota North Netflix series. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed how like, I just basically I just, I just like fucking brunette chicks. That's uh, there you go. That seems to be my jam. Well, I mean, uh, okay, uh, let's do something different. Do the Black Cat. Black mm. Cat could you could oh, have a, a long built up heist story. Right. With a whole different angle on the the Marvel universe, where it focuses uh, on the villain. What's his face on the moon? The, oh, watcher? the watcher. Yeah, yeah, he got shot in the face. Um, what, whatever. We're not talking about. <laughs> <continuity. We're> talking, <laughs> uh, I'm answering the question, the fucking, Rob. Okay. The fucking Vision's been dead in the comic book since. You it's know, true. You oh, know, no, that, he's conveniently alive again. <laughs> of course, I'm just saying it's comic books. They'll bring the Watcher back to life. Yeah, that's true. Right. Uwato, or however you pronounce <laughs> yeah. his name. I would like to see. Well, now that we've got. Um, Scarlet Witch up and running. I, I would like to see um, Enchantress. I don't. Mm. I, I would like to see their take on that. Actually, no. Fuck it. I've decided. Next wave. I want. Oh next yes, wave. yes. Well, uh, just shout out to fucking thirteen-year-old me, Tigra. That's uh, <laughs> oh. that was my jam. No, actually, I would. Uh, actually, are... I, I was like. If a, if a woman was furry all over, would you still? There are conventions yeah. that you could go to. Um, yeah, yeah, there are. Tim, you can make that happen. Yeah, you, you'd want to scrub your. <laughs> I junk. gotta go. You'd want to scrub your dick with janitor drum afterwards, but you could go there. <laughs> no, now you just put it in my head because I've just reread the trade. I would like to see a Netflix where they could take their time and do a proper next wave, like just just from soup to nuts. Introduce all of those characters because that was such crazy, sure. bombastic oh, fun. Just over the top and Machine yeah. Man and yeah. You know, oh, yeah. my robot yeah. brain needs beer. Yeah, <laughs> lick my blinky diodes. I'm the hero now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim, if you've not read Next Wave, that is my next official. That's your jam. Go okay. find the trains. Yeah. It's Warren yeah. Ellis, so you'll. Okay, I do. I do. I love, love like, Warren Ellis. It is his glorious. fucking his Twitter's unbearable. And I had to. Un, I had to fucking unfollow him. But, uh, <laughs> but really, his yeah, books are good. His books are his... great. As a human, I, I'm not crazy about him. But uh, well, <laughs> the artist and the art man. Sometimes yeah, you got to separate. Right, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. We had the same conversation about Dan Slott just last week. Yeah. yeah. No, there you go. In reverse, or well, uh, I have difficulty following Slott's Twitter. <laughs> but he was he was jovial and interesting to see in panels and seemed like a perfectly wonderful human being. But Amanda doesn't like his Twitter feed. Mm. No, uh, it was uh, it was fucking the Warren Ellis's uh, whatever his, his blog. I was like, I, I I'm genuinely starting to dislike this guy. Like I can't read this anymore. I, I think he's he's bought 100 percent into his own hype at this point. Yeah. He is, uh, yeah, he's the Warren Ellis machine at this point. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, this is probably 2004, five or something, Next Wave was, and it was just... Wait, no, I think I might have read that at your behalf, behest. It's, but before you leave, I'll, I'll it's put It's in the, the bathroom. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> of course <laughs> it, it might ring a few bucks. It's just so funny since, Tim, you are Spider-Jerusalem, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> just about. Oh, wait, no, next, yeah, I have written Next Wave, absolutely. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was you guys that made me do it. <laughs> And we were right. You not. So. You've never been wrong. I, <laughs> for the record. To this day, I remember. Here's the whiskey. For the record. Yes, you've never been wrong. <laughs> to, to this day, I remember the time in the late 90s. We'd only known each other a little bit, and I, I gave you one of the preacher trades. Yeah. And you came back to me afterwards and said, you sack of shit. Now i got to buy a whole bunch of comic books. <laughs> By the way, if the preacher series that they do, uh, that they write, HBO is still developing that preacher series. Uh, AMC, it, actually. 
Oh, okay, AMC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have just brought uh, popcorn up here. <laughs> whatever, the, the fact that they're developing it. If the opening theme song isn't uh, Johnny Cash's version of Personal Jesus. Oh, God. Nice. Like, Jesus. Like, that's got to be, like, <laughs> that's all I hear when I, when I think of, like, yeah. creature to the screen. Let's you know the the one casting choice I know I've heard is uh what's her name who plays Raina, uh, uh, Ruth Nega. Yeah, uh, it, who plays? That's uh, racist. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> my, people, my people can say that you. What your Colorado <laughs> almost translucent people? Yeah, marijuana. <laughs> and the other one is what's his face that played Howard Stark? That's going to be Jesse. Really? See, yeah. I think it, no, no. That, that's a rumor, and that's not confirmed. I thought it was confirmed. I don't think it's confirmed. I'm not sure that's uh, the right choice. Breaking up. I think he's too old. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna end up being one of the Jonas Brothers. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but I think Ruth Ruth Nega, based on what she's doing in Agents of Shield, I think will be a perfectly fine tulip. You know, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. these guys are taking it seriously. God knows, I'm hoping for the best after years and years and years of. See, but I'm just. Of, I'm just sad that the actors who play Boyd Crowder and Ava on Justified uh, are too old to play these yeah. parts. Greatest oh, show. Jesus. Great show. Thank yes. you. Awesome show. Great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you, you knock 15 years off them, and yeah, there's your Jesse and Tulip right yeah. there. Yeah. Absolutely. Holy shit, yes. But they're too old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Hollywood. Tell <laughs> me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <right>. 22. <laughs> All right, we got anything else on Avengers? Should we wrap this up? Because we're what, what, how much? What time we got here? Uh it's about one forty-eight. Yeah, it's right. two minutes past the time I told my wife I would be home. So, uh, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. Well, as far as she knows, we're still taping. We got more whiskey, but why don't we? Thank you, Biggie. Do you uh, have a fun podcast? Awesome. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> you don't know me. I am the man in this family. You're the Micronauts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still saving the show. FedEx me pants. Okay. Me pants. I what ordered you... them all, and they're coming. Here's stop it. I'm so lonely. No, you're Baron Carson, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, bef- before we wrap it up, um, just in case you guys. Uh, Either of you guys have anything to plug, Tim Benari? Uh, hit me up on the McIntyreConspiracy.com. Uh, I got a couple podcasts up there, some shit. Then I do comedy <laughs> shows in Austin. Yeah. I've, I missed my window. But uh, <laughs> I have things to say, and you should see them. It's a, I've listened to the show. It's a, right now in its current form. It's a very entertaining interview podcast <laughs> with local comedians. In its current form. Well, it's, no, Tim and I were talking, and he's, uh, he's going to make some modifications, which also sound very interesting. So get in on the ground floor, for Christ's sake. That's right, because eventually McIntyre Con will happen. That's right. <laughs> Benari, anything uh, you want to well, plug? I love everything McIntyre does, so I, <laughs> I, I strongly plug that. Uh, you can follow me at Benari Lee on Twitter uh, and figure out what the fuck I'm doing. And, I'll do comedy shows occasionally, and uh, he writes uh, for TV. And uh, <laughs> tune into the nightly show uh, on Comedy Central with Larry Wilmore. Uh, that's a thing, and uh, yeah. All right then. There cool. we go. <laughs> All right, so yes, uh, from the actual uh, podcast standpoint, uh, yeah, you can always find us at our home website because we never know where people find this thing. But uh, you can find in the us gutters. At, uh, that's pretty much where it feels <laughs> most of the time, but at crisisoninfinitemidlives.com. Yep. Uh, you can email us, crisis at infinite... Uh, crisis yeah, cri- on infinite midlives I've at gmail.com. Like, like, My catch breath smells like cat food. <laughs> I've been drinking 
cask proof scotch this entire thing and i can get the email address out <laughs> yeah well i've had about three more high test beers than i normally have during this show so but yes Next go uh you can find us uh we are on facebook i don't know what the link to that is but you can you find, find it, it on our web page <laughs> yeah well, no, seriously we don't do <laughs> what how come this marketing isn't working hey here's the thing so here's our just go to our website google <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> but no, we, we, we don't do a lot with the Facebook. We do get messages through it. So if you want to get in touch with us, that's a way to do it. We are on Tumblr, Crisis on Infinite Midlives. Tumblr. Tumblr.com. That's they, where the kids are. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, not I'm, in that white van kind of way, but you know. I'm trying to find an emo chick. I'm not trying to replace anybody. Shut up. Don't quit. I'm my not deal. judging. I'm not judging. <laughs> just uh, check out Periscope. We're not on it, but it's a cool thing. Just check out. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, if you find us through there, do us a favor. Uh, give us a review. Let give us, us a rating. Five stars, okay. motherfucker. <laughs> it we, we have got to stop opening the bar for this show. <laughs> um, we're we, on the... the um... <laughs> we're on TuneIn. Just by sounding <laughs> fucking reasonable, I'm going to get to laugh. Where the fuck they are. Well, she's clearly not fucking intoxicated. We should laugh at her. You can find us on TuneIn Radio. Uh, we are proud members of the Comics the Podcast Comics Network. Podcast Network. We're on Twitter. We're Rob, on... do you know what our Twitter handle I've is? I've never known our Twitter handle. At Infinite Midlife on Twitter. So I think what we're saying is we can't be found. We're not anywhere. <laughs> Off the grid, baby. <laughs> Fuck the man. <laughs> oh. Didn't even clip. Didn't even clip. That's right. We're professionals here, <laughs> goddammit. I know what we're doing. All right. That is it. This has been episode 69. <laughs> Dude! <laughs> Avengers! <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> I think we found our title. Uh, this has been episode 69 of the Crisis on Infinite <laughs> The Crisis on Infinite Midlives podcast. I'm Rob. I'm, I'm Amanda. Thank you, Tim and Benari, for, for being a part of this and getting our show fucking kicked off of iTunes. <laughs> Chewy, we're home. <laughs> uh, and with that, thank you for listening. Derp. Derp. <laughs>